Stupid glasses they wear on New Year's Eve because they have to have two uh, two zeros in the in the the date in it's order true. to use them to look through. And in 2011, there'll be only be it's one zero. Be, it'll be a monocle. It'll be 2011. Yeah, <laughs> well, but they, you know, Kanye's got those like what are those old shutter shades? Shutter right? shades. Yeah, so shades. they can sure they can do something to make be equally as retarded. Yeah. All right. So it could be a, a unicorn. <laughs> It'll be two zero one one. The last one will be a shadow shade. I'm not starting it off strong this week because I kind of got a cold and I can't sing. So, um, well, I'm sure you're disappointed. Everybody's disappointed. You've heard uh, Groove and I, and we've got our buddy Mitchell back on the show again. Hey, hey, I'm in the house tonight. Literally, yeah, that's him. Yeah, we're all together this time. We decided since Mitchell had to phone it in last time, we'd come to where he is. We so. we invite Mitchell to come be on the podcast, but we didn't invite Spencer back. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Spencer's hours away. No, this was spur of the moment to have Mitchell come on. He got a, a free pass for the night to come out of the house, and uh, we were already going to record. So we thought well, Mitchell is mediocre, so he'll you know, <laughs> waste his evening with us. You know. Okay, so. you know. <laughs> um. They call him, I'm the filler on the album. The filler. He's I'm, filler. I'm, tracks, I'm tracks four through nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so we'll go ahead and kick off housekeeping. Number one fan this week is our buddy Reaper Jester, who is our uh, angel on our on our shoulders in our video game play, who went out of town for the holidays, went to um, 
some exotic island out of the country for Christmas and then flew back into the country and went straight to Minneapolis, Minnesota. At the worst time of the year to be in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Went to the Mall America. But in the process of being with his family for the week, uh, week or two weeks that he was out of town, he caught up on episodes like 18 through 22 or 23 and emailed us, I think because that was the only... He had to email somebody because he was with his family only and uh, emailed us his, his comments on the episodes and uh, some were good, some were constructive. It shows you how much he needed something to do that he decided <laughs> to pull out the Why They're All Stuff and listen to that. Listen to more than one episode of that. Re- Reaper's the sniper on our video game team and uh, he's He's the Tom Berenger kind of sniper, not the Billy Zane kind of sniper. Yeah. So if you've seen Sniper, you know what we're talking he's, about. He's the by far the best, uh, the best on our team. And whenever he's not playing, we all feel the effects of it. And somebody immediately says, "And hey, where's Reaper?" <laughs> he, he gets uncaring. He just gets enraged though. Sometimes he just gets so angry that he does. He just, well, he depends. In a, in a Reaper ideal world, we would maintain radio silence unless we were talking about movement on the map. Right. And, uh, Only. And <laughs> but if you get enough of us together, we're going to start talking about, uh, you know, stuff. Speaking of talking about dicks. <laughs> uh, well, to see, I've got two segues here. First off, number one hater this week is, uh, is our good buddy, uh, Owen. From the UK, he may be our good buddy. Maybe he's not. I was being a little. Maybe he's not like, a I was being sarcastic about it. You know him from the Great Medical Disaster, <laughs> or maybe not. But uh, is that the other, <laughs> the other music, musician you guys know? Yeah, yeah. apparently he's not a musician. Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to come to uh, Groove's wedding because he watched some bullshit documentary. And he's not going to fly on a plane ever again. So he's going to stay in shitty-ass England for the rest of his life. Not get on a plane. And uh, because he's worried about his carbon footprint. Is he going to never so. fart again? Well, that's, I guess so, yeah. That's what we inferred from the email. In which, oh, and just so you know, if you're listening to this before the email goes out, there's going to be a mass email going out with your for, your email forwarded and my response attached. And uh, Owen lives in London, but he's... He's bailed out of like two or three weddings already, uh, for various reasons, mainly floozies. And uh, he's got a yeah, he's just got an aversion, I guess, to weddings. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he does. So number one hater this. <laughs> this would be a good time to bring up the time that uh, he 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 was going to come to a wedding, and he changed the dates of his trip so that he could go see the Smashing Pumpkins. He was going to come to the wedding and the bachelor party. Yeah, and he switched his dates so that he could go to the Smashing Pumpkins concert because that was his favorite band and they had gotten back together. But he switched the dates the wrong way. He needed to go two weeks the other way, and he went back two weeks. And so he did n- neither got to go to the Smashing Pumpkins concert nor go to the wedding. The wedding. Yeah. He, he said, hey, friend, thanks for inviting me to your wedding. I'm going to fly to America. Oh, wait. I'm going to go see this concert instead. Oh, wait. I fucked it up, and I'm not going to the concert or the wedding. So did he just yeah. cancel, or did he... No, he came and he went to the bachelor party. And then he went home, yeah. Which was a music I party. think that's why he canceled on your wedding, is he doesn't want to hear, get all the grief. That, from the, he doesn't want to hear that story again. That was uh, the... Uh, that was where he met Michael Franti, with the sniper. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's show. enough talking about Owen. We've yeah. wasted enough time. Hater. Uh, and also talking about... Dicks and balls. 
Uh, group, you had a situation happen today, right? You can go ahead and explain it. Okay, so today, we, I'm visiting Groove. I'm in town visiting Groove, and some a lot of our friends are here, and we've all been getting together, and we had a little uh, New Year's soiree last night, and it's been a good time, but today, Groove wakes up, and he comes into the room, and he's like, uh, my, my testicle hurts. I don't know what's, something's wrong, something's wrong. It doesn't hurt, it's just something's wrong. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? It just doesn't seem like it's in the right place. <laughs> it's not in the right place. And so all day, well, so where, where could it be? Then? I know. <laughs> it was vertical and ascending. Vertical and ascending. His and it was, ball was climbing. It was climbing out of your, trying to climb out of you. <laughs> it was more sensitive than His usual. Eggs were trying to escape. Yeah. So uh, we had to hear him whining, and we went to we went to lunch. And an hour, it was supposed to be an hour lunch, which was bullshit. It turned into four hour lunch. Well, that, that classic Delaney. We go to lunch with Delaney, and there's one hour parking in front of the restaurant. And I say, Are we going to be one hour? Because I would, didn't think that we would. He's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and park there. Well, an hour and a half later, we're, yeah, we're getting our food. The car. Yeah. So. so so then after dinner, we had to take, uh, or after lunch, we had to take our friend over to our other friend's house to get his car. And it, during this time, when we came back to the house to get his stuff, and uh, Groove was still like, "Well, when we come back balls. from the from the fucking lunch, Joey gets online and he pulls up this horror story of what he thinks it is is happening to my testicle, which is torsion. Which, torsion. His vast deference was twisted I, up. I, like, yeah, see, I, I've had a woman. Well, no, I've had a. Had a ball experience myself in the past five years. Well, that's so. good because I, I was hoping we could regale the <laughs> listeners with tales of our own tales of testicles. Ball experience. I have a story too. But um, well, not to take away from Groove's no, pain it's, it's of fine. the day. Uh, a few years ago, I was I was taking pictures uh, for my job, uh, and I was actually hanging off the end of a floating dock, and uh, somehow managed to mash my sack between oh. me and the dock and pinned it in there. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it, it, it was sore for a few days, but it lingered. And so, yeah, when you Google testicle pain, like, basically you either have nut cancer or your vast deference is twisted up. You're that's, gonna, you're that's the only yeah, thing that ever happened to yeah, balls. Oh, exactly. And it starts, you know, all the symptoms are like, I, I could, I could see my yeah. That has that pain in your scrotum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And uh, it's just, it, it makes you panic a little bit. So then oh. you know, you go to the doctor and you're standing there while I got fondles your sack and and uh, you know, yeah. Well, so, uh, well I and since I'm not in the bathroom somewhere <laughs> or a truck stop, I'm like, this just is kind of strange. I, I took having having recently had the kidney stone thing and just you know my my pride just completely dashed with that. Um, you know, I, I was looking for some kind of payback, I guess. Even though Groove wasn't the one that caused me to have the kidney stones, I just I took great pride in reading out the the, uh, the description of the vast difference. The, the symptoms and, and the effects. Yeah, you know, the effects that you, basically your uh, your testicle could basically die and rot. 
Yes. And um, atrophies after about six hours, and so now Groove's thinking we're racing against the clock to save his <laughs> testicles. He's thinking the worst. He's just like he's just nauseous. He's so nervous. I, I could think about nothing but my balls, my balls, my balls, my balls. That's all that was going through my. And head. all I'm thinking about is who can I tell about this? <laughs> who can I tell about this? How can I make him more nervous? Uh, and, uh, when you texted me about it, I was, at first I thought it was a joke, and then I was like. This is going to make for a great podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. Group is like, oh, I don't know if we we're going to talk about it or not. Like, yeah, we're going to talk about it. You need to work through this. It's a big issue. So, man. well, we go, to the, we, go, we go to the urgent care after I called a buddy of mine who's in residency in medical school or whatever, and he's like, uh, yeah, you're going to want to go get that checked out. That's not something you want to wait on because you could lose it. And he's well, in the car. Yeah, where, where is he in medical school? In Tijuana or something? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He was quick to, to well, throw out the torture cards. Mike, Mike I had the same, uh, basically the same prognosis for it as, as he did. Yes. And and I was wrong. But. Well, so I go to the, the clinic and, yeah, the doctor, he's like, let's take a look at it. And he grabs my nutsack and he starts... Milking my 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 testicles to compare between the two, and he's he's pulling on it like a rubber band, and he's like, "Does this hurt? Does this hurt?" And I'm like sitting there thinking, "Well, well, fuck you, you get on my balls, and I can't really isolate that pain." And, and he's like, "Oh, uh, this this isn't torsion. If it was torsion, your balls would be twisted up like this." And he he fucking twists my nutsack in he's a like, circle. Oh, he's like, now you he's like "You'd feel you'd be in excruciating pain, like you got." Kicked in the balls. You'd be on your way to the hospital right now. So it's not torsion. It's a little infection in your sperm, something. And I was like, "Well, what the fuck is that?" Because I was like, "I'm not obviously not contracting any kinds of diseases. I haven't yeah. been exhibiting any behavior. No farm yeah. animals or you know prostitutes or anything like that." And so I, uh, I'm like, "Well, what the fuck?" He's like, "Oh, it's just random. You know, we'll give you these." Uh, We'll give you these uh, antibiotics, and you need to wear like a jock strap or a speedo to give yourself some cushion or support. And you're also going to want to increase the frequency of your ejaculations to try to get this infection out. You don't get that kind of, uh, you know, recommendation very much. No. You know, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. So, I'm not convinced. I'm convinced that guy wasn't really a doctor, though. You told <laughs> he, was in, he was in track <laughs> pants and a polo shirt. Who comes out? His eyes are his eyes are huge, and he's ro- he's like that guy rolled my my balls around his hand like a pair of Chinese stress balls. That was Fletch. Yeah, yeah, he's Fletch. Yeah, <laughs> catch me if you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the best part was we go, we go to the clinic. And uh, up to the <laughs> counter, and the guy. The clinic is completely quiet. Yeah, there's there's one group of people there, and um, the group goes up to the counter. It's dead quiet, and the guy's like, "Well, what are you here for?" And Groove just is like, oh, "I turn around, I lock I'm eyes just, with Joey, and I, I just around. walk to the other side of the room." I tried to lean over the counter to whisper it to him, and he just looks at me, and goes, "Oh, you could just tell him back there." Yeah. I'm here for ball medicine. My, balls. my nut hurts. That's just oh, that's that's awful. So that's my New Year's, yeah. New Year's Day. Happy New Year's. Testicle scare. Let's hope. hope I mean, I examine myself regularly, but yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been kicked in the balls twice. <laughs> when I was in elementary school, I was in fourth or fifth grade. Uh, this girl named Olivia just walked up to me and kicked me in the balls as hard as she could because she just wanted to see what would happen. Wow. 
and um, they were bruised. What's she doing now? I couldn't even. She's <laughs> right. a scientist, I think. She, I guess that was her scientific <laughs> method. Yeah, what's going on? She's probably graduated to a strap on, but yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I like it was. They were bruised for uh, a good week, and I couldn't hardly walk. I was walking all bow legged. It was just miserable. And then another time, uh, I was walking outside at recess. I think it was in middle school. And for some reason, this this dude named Mike was swinging this girl around by her arms, and her uh, feet kicked, caught me right in the junk. You know, and I did the whole falling over on my side, curling up in the fetal position thing. And it's definitely an awful feeling. Once you have kids, that's when you really get hit in the balls on a regular basis. Like having a couple of little boys running around the house. I've been headbutted in the sack more times than I can possibly. I mean, it's just they're naturally flags flail, and for some reason, that's a that's a moment I imagine where you really want to get pissed, but you can't. He, yeah. I mean, my son Quinn. They don't understand why you're. He, that, yeah, he man. he did. We all we dubbed it lunging. He like when he was like four and five. He's seven now. He's stopped doing it. Thank goodness. But he's a big, tall kid anyway. And, he would like he liked to flop, you know, like most little boys that falling down all the time. And he would just like launch himself into me. <laughs> and one day he dropped me literally to my knees. Just, like I wanted to punch him so bad. But, uh, uh, you just can't. He's got to learn somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But one day you'll understand. <laughs> right. So, but uh, yeah, it's balls. Probably, balls. Balls. Christmas balls. Grab the new year. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, ninety percent of your listeners have to be guys, so you know. Yeah, and the girls that listen, I think, are, think balls are pretty funny. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe not ball infections, but they're, balls, they're uh, people funny. getting in the balls, that yeah. sort of thing. So, so I'm gonna be uh, taking a break during the middle of this podcast to go <clears throat> ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, well. What? Doctor's orders. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, uh, so, Groove, we're doing a Christmas wrap up. You had something you wanted to throw in? Well, this. I got to. Um, I guess I'll introduce my mom to the listeners, basically, and she's um she's just a funny person. She's a funny character, and I really enjoy hanging out with her. I used to. She's a classic embarrass you mom, where yeah. you know she doesn't know she's being embarrassing and. Even when you explain to her how she's being embarrassing, she still doesn't get it, which is what makes her embarrassing. Yeah. But um, she um, just a couple of little things that we did. Um, maybe we'll explain it. You can just, yeah, just do whatever. Um, sorry, Mitchell's orally examining my balls. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, we we go. It was the day after Christmas. We're going out to like. Um, get a couple things. I don't even know why we were going out of the house. We were going shopping for something. And um, my mom likes to curl her hair with a comb. And she got it stuck. <laughs> and and she said it usually doesn't happen with this comb. Therefore, <laughs> it's proving that it has happened before and she continues the same behavior. I've got some pictures that I'm going to put up on the, uh, on the Twitter stream. But basically, she got the comb stuck but she was ready to go, so we went shopping for an hour and a half to two hours, and she had a comb hanging out in the back of her fucking head, and she said, as we were leaving the house, if I have to wear it out, I will, and she was arms over her head, picking the comb out of her hair as we were walking through like three different stores, and we wound up going to eat lunch, 
and she got it out as we were ordering lunch. Oh, yeah. And she pulled it out and put it on the and then and then later that night was curling her hair again with a different comb. So At least she used a different one, didn't use the same one. Yeah. And we um we were playing some poker and uh my mom the first time she ever met uh my fiance Mackenzie, uh twice within fifteen minutes called her by my ex girlfriend's name. Ooh, yeah. And uh, she's got a knack, a really good knack of saying the wrong thing at the perfectly appropriate time. When we were playing poker every night, we wound up playing the game where you put the card to your forehead, and uh, you have to bet Polish that, poker, so that's is that what Indian poker. Indian whatever. poker, Polish poker. No matter what, it's Some not sort a of good racial stereotype. Yeah, it's not a good thing, no matter what. And, uh, <laughs> and Mackenzie had... She had licked the back of the card and just stuck it to her head. My mom didn't see her lick it. And so when the game was over, Mackenzie just put her head forward to try to get the card to fall off. And it didn't fall off. And my mom goes, she can't get it off her oily face. <laughs> just observation. <laughs> just observation, yeah. She, uh, we, we did go to the bingo parlor, which um, I hadn't been to in a long time. And my yeah. mom is a... Is, is a growing bingo pro. And it took my stepdad about uh, four and a half hours to explain to her why the odds of bingo are so bad. Because of how much money you're spending versus what you're getting out. Your yeah. rate of success, whatever. Awesome. It's good. <laughs> good story, Gordy. Good, yeah, great. thanks. Well, we do, we do, like, clues on Christmas presents. Do you guys do that at all? No. Clues? Yeah. Like a scavenger hunt kind of thing? No, we do every single year since I was a kid. Every Christmas present that I've ever gotten, my mom has written a clue on it. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's <laughs> so bad that I would guess the gift every single year. And they only got wise to it like five years ago. <laughs> you know, it took them 20 years to realize that Kathy Sanders writing the clues was a bad idea because I'd guess it every year. So they, they finally, what they did is they got a huge box and they put a toilet seat in the box because they got a new toilet seat. And they were like, fuck it, we'll give this to Dave because he won't be able to guess it. And that was the first time they ever stopped me. And now my stepdad, stepdad writes all the clues and I don't get any of them. Wait, if you guess it right, do you win like a bonus gift or something? No, I mean, you just there... open it. What's the point of it? The point is to give me an opportunity to be a jackass, but yet they get upset when I'm a jackass and guess the gift. I mean, they put them out days before, and you've, it's supposed to raise your anticipation. You get a clue, you get a hint, and you're like, yeah. ooh, what is it? But, I mean, like, my mom would give me a calendar every single year, and she would give me a Guinness Book of World Records every single year. And the Guinness Book of World Records clue was the same every single year. So this is one what you day, every year. This one day you'll be in this book. That's what, that's what she fucking wrote. One day, you'll be in this, because I always wanted to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. And you kept, you kept guessing Bible, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother has the uncanny ability to just pick up any box and shake it and tell you what's in it. Mm. You can pick it up, shake it, and tell you exactly what the gift is. Maybe he's Superman. Maybe he is. I don't know. I finally got it this year. We do Christmas Eve at McKenzie's family. And um, and they've begun to learn that I'm a bastard when it comes to gifts too, because I'll I'm just I'm horrible with gifts. I usually I used to get Mackenzie's little sister to tell me what she got me, and um, and she finally sold that out and told Mackenzie that she had been telling me after we were sworn to secrecy for life. And uh, 
And so this year they did about the same thing. They went around their house and collected about ten different items from their house and put it in the biggest box I've ever seen. And so I, it was like a 40-pound box, and I was shaking it, and it sounded like I had tons of movable parts. And, and I was like, and, and the clue that they gave me was fun for all ages. And I thought, ooh, this is this is probably a lawn game. This is croquet. This is, I was telling them it was croquet. <laughs> you told me it was croquet. <laughs> yeah. I told you it was croquet. Yeah, you were like, oh, probably like, like lawn darts or something. Yeah, like. lawn darts, croquet, <laughs> bocce ball. Yeah. No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, they, the stuff from the house was like bookends, a huge vase of some type, a toaster oven, and inside the toaster oven was a, like a squeegee worm. It was a, a toy that That was from, your gift. Yeah, no, it was a fucking lame gift. It, I mean, it was like, the point was, fuck you, Dave, Merry Christmas. No, I mean, I don't mean to say it was a lame gift. It was great. It was cool. They don't listen. I to still. This. They, they've turned it off and hit people. They don't listen to it. We know it. My Christmas was all right. I don't really have anything major to report, but it was it was okay. You know, hung out with the family, normal stuff. Yeah. Did you watch any yeah. NBA games on Christmas Day? I watched a little bit of the uh, LeBron Kobe yeah. game. Yeah, I watched that game. A little bit of it. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to see more, but it was just busy all day. Yeah. What's up? What about? What about What's well, when you have Christmas? well, when you have kids, Christmas gets more chaotic and stressful. And yeah, we uh, we went to my in laws on Christmas Eve, and that was okay. We actually played Wii games. That was the focus of the Christmas Eve. Like, yeah, my kids got a bunch of Wii games, and we played Madden and this cool bass fishing game. Yeah. Uh, that was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and then Santa Claus, of course, came on Christmas Eve. And how do you do Santa Claus gifts? Are they unwrapped? They are put together. There's no wrapping. The, yeah, everything. Santa brings gifts straight from the factory. So yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're, they're all the assembled. Make them. That's yeah, exactly right. And uh, my actually my older son Quinn is obsessed with football. Yeah. And uh, he wanted a Philip Rivers jersey Sweet. and a Kobe Bryant jersey for Christmas, and that's what Santa brought. Do you know, Kobe doesn't play football. He <laughs> plays basketball. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Okay. And I should have said and basketball, but yeah. Um, so Santa was good to everybody, but at my parents, my mom actually made me cry. Um, I was giving her a hard time because every year my mom tends to just give us. She doesn't ever give us presents much. She just gives us money. The older people, you know, money and stuff, <laughs> just to to get our own thing. And I was giving her a hard time. I was like, "Well, I emailed my sister to. I wanted a new case for my saxophones." And uh, she was like, well, no one told me that. So she instead makes me cry in front of everybody by, like, giving me this photo album. She writes this whole three-paragraph letter about how much, you know, uh, she loves me and how she stood in line for 45 minutes at Walmart on the Christmas Eve printing these pictures out. And she made this whole, like, photo album of, of all the this summer's visits with my kids up in the mountains and everything. And so I'm sitting there... Bawling into like tearing up, getting all choked up in front of everybody. I was, felt like such an asshole. That's embarrassing. Yeah, I just felt like <laughs> I felt like a complete douchebag because I was just goofing off with her, and she took it seriously. And then maybe your son was like, "That my dad's a bitch." <laughs> my dad's <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So other than that, I mean, it's it's just That's chaotic. Legit. Why did you, Why did Quinn want a Philip Rivers jersey? Is he a Chargers fan? Well. <laughs> Uh, Phil Rivers went to NC State, and okay. so I uh, I tend he to push him in that direction. I like the Chargers; they're one of my favorite teams. As well. Yeah, well, I mean he uh, he likes winners, and uh, 
I was stressing because I, I waited too long. I thought I, it would be pretty easy around here to get a yeah. Chargers jersey. And, in fact, it's not. Uh, really? <laughs> Especially four days before Christmas. Yeah. Um, but I found this one place. It's kind of This is a funny story, too. I found this one place in, in Cary Town Center. Uh, it's this, like, hole-in-the-wall shop. Yeah. And... Um, it's just, this. It looks like one of those random New York, uh, you know, bodega kind of stores. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Full of jerseys, full of jerseys. So I'm in there looking for this thing, and while I'm there, the Indian woman that owns it starts yelling at this guy, going, "You need to get out!" You're like, she starts yeah. yelling at him, and I'm like, "Oh crap, the store's getting robbed or something!" Yeah. And she's yelling at this guy because he's he is. Uh, Talking to this girl that works there, yeah, and she was mad because the girl wasn't working enough. Hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her. And there's nothing to do except push this broom around the whole store. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like me and that guy, the only two people in there. So uh, it was kind of funny, but I, I managed to to get the jersey for him, and he he wore it for three days in a row, pretty much. That's so. sweet, man. I, di- I didn't get into football until later, but. I got at some point in time. I got a Chargers jersey for yeah. Christmas as well. Well, it's it's pretty. It makes hanging out like I mean, what more can you want? Your seven year old wants to watch football all day. Yeah. It's like okay, son, let's hang out. You know. Well, that's how I reconnected with my dad in a lot of ways. <coughs> he watched football, and so I started watching football with him. So that's like our thing, you know. So oh yeah. Kind of well, it's fun. I, I got him that, and I also <laughs> got him a couple of. Uh, uh, Tickets. A friend of ours, uh, sister who has season tickets to NC State basketball, was selling a bunch of tickets before the season. Yeah. So I got yeah. a, I got a, tickets to a couple games. So he was pretty easy. <laughs> His yeah. gifts also benefited me to some degree. That's like awesome. That. So that's always fun. Yeah, I, I've had sort of a similar experience with my girlfriend has <clears throat> my girlfriend has two kids, and her oldest daughter wanted a guitar for Christmas. And she didn't think she was going to get it. And she wanted a, she's six years old, so she wanted like a starter guitar or right. you know, something. And I got her one. And she had no idea she was getting it. She got it on Christmas. And I wasn't there when she got it, but Christmas morning I got it. I, w- I woke to a phone call from her. She wanted to call me immediately. And she was like, oh, I got the guitar. Thank you so right, much. Right. And it was cool. Great. She was like, I don't sound very good. And I was like, well, <laughs> you just got to practice. You got it this morning, right. Practice, practice real loud around your mom all the time. Okay? Exactly, exactly. That's cool. Well, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get my kids into music. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm trying not to force it too much, but yeah, at some point, I will force it. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm still a little bit worried about my ball. Don't still. don't bring that up. We're touching it. We've covered that. Okay. Okay. Nobody wants to hear any more about your balls. Gru just left the room. He had to follow the doctor's orders for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now he's back. He's like, I have to take a phone call. That's right. <laughs> right at your new thing. I'm ready to take my ball meds right now. Yeah. There's a new screen. On stuff. air. <laughs> I'm ready for bed. <laughs> I'm going to have a sandwich and uh, go to bed. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. Um, okay, so I had a, this is a thing that I brought up with Groove over one of our, when I'm out and about doing something somewhat annoying like Christmas shopping, I often text with Groove, we throw things back and forth, and one topic I came up with was, uh, I was listening to some, to some hip-hop, I think it was Jay-Z, but I can't remember exactly, but... Anyway, Jay-Z's <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you heard it. You heard I was, yeah, I was listening, I was listening <laughs> to the Miley Cyrus uh, Biggie remix that we talked about on the last show. And I noticed that, like, a couple of these guys that used to be, uh, that used to be drug dealers, 
like Jay Z and Biggie and what Fifty Cent used to be a drug dealer, I guess. That's how they got shot. They, yeah, they 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 always rap about selling drugs. You know, they're like slinging crack. You know, it's all I was slinging crack and remember I was a drug dealer and I'm on the Send street. Crack commandments. Yeah, crack, crack. I was selling crack. Don't forget that I sold crack. You know, and I'm like, you know what? You hadn't sold crack for like 15 years, Jay Z. You're still talking about it. Like, Does he still talk about that? On, like, if, I, he'll throw it in there every once in a while, I think. I haven't listened to the new one. That, the last album, he's had a reference to it, though. I'm like, we used to... You right, know, what are you going to do except hustle? he got to yeah. get it in there, you know? He's got to get it. I'm like, well, if you were so good at it, why did you stop? You know? But, I don't know. He, I, well, Those that can't do. Yeah, right. So, I, I, wrote, I wrote this this little poignant thought to agree with. I was like, do you think that rappers, you know, that used to sell drugs... And don't anymore. Is it sort of like the whole professor at a college thing, where those those who can't do teach, you know? Those those who can't slang, yeah, rhyme. those who can't slang rhyme. <laughs> That's a horrible joke to make. Yeah. <laughs> now that you've said it out loud, that it wasn't that wasn't in a uh, in a in a text message. Uh, the text yeah. message was hilarious. I was like, "That's a that's a funny thought." And then you're thinking, uh, now you're. <coughs> Denigrating a man who leaves a life of crime for a <laughs> yeah, right, pursuit right. of an artistic endeavor. Yeah, but he's still holding on. Basically, saying you weren't a good enough drug dealer. I just want to know what are the drug dealers. Suck. Well, I'd say Fifty Cent did suck. I mean, he got shot nine times. Whoops! He didn't know which corner he was on. Uh, yeah. Well, I, just I don't know what the current drug dealers think about these guys. I don't know if there's an app for that. There's an app for that. I'm sure there's a crack crack app. Hey, if not, maybe if you guys know any programmers, this is where yeah. we can break into the app world. Seriously, at ninety nine cents a piece, let's just keep it cheap. <laughs> I imagine the crack games changed the technology now and stuff. Mm. I mean, you guys are video game nerds. The 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 Vice City, what's that? What are those games called? The, oh, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. I mean, think yeah. about it. Yeah, a crack slang game where you like instead of little like releasing. Yeah, have you got that? Uh, the game where you send the stick ninjas and stuff out to defeat the castle. Yeah, 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 carto- yeah. Cartoon war uh, or whatever. Yeah, I played Just that. imagine I if you had, like, that. three sling crack rocks that, like... Yeah. And when you win, you become a famous rapper and you retire. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you rap about you it. Snuck up to Beyonce's Where's my snare? Yeah. Where's my snare? Worked out for Jay-Z. Yeah, he's, he's with Beyonce. Hate that man for that. Yeah, <laughs> taking her off. I don't even know who the hell that man is. Yeah, we were watching Glenn Beck. I had night. a chance. <laughs> we, we yeah, well, I had a chance with her, and Jay Z went and scooped her up. What? Yesterday, hell? before we went out for New Year's, we turned on TV, and I thought, oh, this will be funny. Turn on Fox News, and there was Bill O'Reilly's year end wrap up, and he had it. Bill O'Reilly's television show had a top 10 Glenn Beck moments where Glenn Beck was on the show, and I turn it on, and if Jay-Z's on the screen, you hear Glenn Beck say, I don't even know who the hell that man is. Yeah. It was that whole top That's ten was just, impossible. Yeah, it was... Yeah, how do you not know who Jay-Z is? That whole top ten of Glenn Beck's was just Glenn Beck going, blah, 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 liberal, Oligarchy. Oligarchy. <laughs> they left off the oligarchy one. But. I, can't, I can't even bear to watch Fox News at all. Oh, it's terrible. It's I work. So terrible. I work with a lot of guys who are uber conservative. Like yeah. next, you know. Like I mean, I, I like <laughs> I like them, but they're just their views and mine are very very different. Um, and so it's 
It's really hard to keep my yeah, mouth shut. Yeah, you know, I had my parents were watching a lot of Fox News over Thanksgiving. We kind of had a little bit of a clash over it, and they didn't watch it at all when I was over Christmas. So we didn't have any arguments about politics or anything, which was nice. My dad called me a communist and told me to leave his house. He did? Uh, yeah, I, I was showing him the iPhone because he's going to get an iPhone. I was like, see, you can read the New York Times. You got a little New York Times app. He's like, what are you reading that communist propaganda for? Get out of my house. <laughs> the New York Times. He's like, Wall Street Journal, come on. Wall Street Journal. Like, Stocks okay, and bonds. Yeah. You get bored. Um, so one of the things I got to do over Christmas was hang out with one of my best friends who has moved to California. He, he was back for the holidays, and another of our friends came into town, and we were hanging out, and I, I realized that the whole I only like their old stuff concept of the guy that only likes their old stuff is sort of a conglomeration of all these guys that all of my friends have met and told stories about of uh, you know claiming that they only like a band's old stuff. And we were kind of reminiscing about some of our friends, and there's this guy that one of my friends knows. By the way, what? we've we've talked about over the past two days. We've talked about the Black Eyed Peas more than anything else. I forgot to tell you this. <laughs> they're coming on the show later. I, I forgot to tell you this. Uh, they're, they're, they're playing tonight in our house. As the doctor was fondling my balls, a Black Eyed Peas song came I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Tonight's going to be a good a night. Good night. <laughs> you want to you hear Guilty get something, a little confession? Yeah, I do. I, I actually, really do. I have that video on my iPhone, iPhone before I got a feeling, simply because, and this is how gross and perverted I am, because um, Fergie's uh, shows her ass in that video. In the really? Movie. She, yeah. We saw that video last night, and she was looking no, good. No, we saw Boom Boom Pat. No, the, the, oh, and then the one after. Yeah, she's in her underwear. I, if I put yeah, my, it's like if a if I put my if fingers up, I can block her face out, and she looks really good. <laughs> Look, she her face is, is just poorly, She looks like Carrot Top in the face. She's poorly photographed. She looks like Carrot Top. She was on the Indy, she's, the she New Year's Eve thing She's a little shiny. <laughs> she is shiny. That's exactly Gru's mom. Gru's mom would tell her she had oily skin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she can't get it off her oily face. <laughs> so, so we we I, I realized that this guy that we were talking about was a major influence on my whole. I only like their old stuff concept. And he's this dude that he was a waiter at a restaurant that we used to go to. But this other friend of mine that was used to go to shows with him and stuff. And you go, you roll up to this restaurant, and you walk in, and the guy walks up, and he's got like a black button-up shirt with the sleeves rolled up. He's got, um, he just went to the tattoo parlor and said, give me the hardcore singer uh, package. You know, he's got the nautical star, he's got this stuff here, and he's just like, and it looks kind of out of place on him. Like, he really, it's not the right tattoos for him, you know? Give me the hardcore package. Just give me the hardcore, give me the punk rock package. Make me look tough. So you see this guy, and the first thing he does is he goes, "Dude, you got that? You got a new album by such and such, and it's usually some band you barely heard of, you know, or they maybe they've been around. They're like an indie band or something." And he's like, "You got that new album by blah blah blah?" That's the first you're thing like, he says. Yeah, and you're like, uh, "No, I don't have that." And he's like, "Oh, you don't have that? That's old." <laughs> <laughs> so he got to say the guy. New. And then he says it's old, and I we figure out he is—he's also the guy that only likes the band's old stuff, definitely. Yeah. But that's how he rectifies. He's like, if the new album is three weeks old, then it's old stuff, so yeah. he can say that he likes it in the right situation. Right. You know? Yeah. In other situations, you'd be like, well, their new album is. That's uh, been out for weeks. Years. That's that's old news. Yeah, that's old. That's old. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, it, <clears throat> the other thing that, that he exhibits is a selective memory of bands that he used to hate on. <laughs> so he's like, you know, oh, yeah, you got this, and he forgets that he used to tell you all the time that it's usually a band that you've liked forever, and you, you know that he knows you like it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just started listening to such and such, you know, I, I like them, or, or whatever. And you'd be like, dude, you said you hated that band. And he's, he'll be like, uh, nah, nah, I've always liked them. <laughs> always liked them. Um, so that, it, the other thing, like, it, it, the whole that's old thing reminded me of, uh, this is sort of a transition, but it reminded me of one time when we were on, uh, what is that? Whoa. That's just, whoa. That's a nice uh, shitter right there. Wow. Um, it reminded me of a time when we were on. <laughs> There's nothing manly about that. Yeah, you need to follow the Well, you know, I mean. That's not really her. That's her stuff. That's her stuff. I pulled it up. Did you try to pause it? That is pause. Well, I've, learned, I've learned how to pause that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remind me, remind me of a time when we were on Xbox Live and all of our group, all of our friends were on there, and we were we ran into this random kid who was I think he was rapping some old Eminem song. Yeah, and just just annoying the shit out of all of us. We're all stewing silently in anger, and you just said you just said. That's old. <laughs> and it just broke his spirit. To the point where he just... He just shut up. I imagine that he no longer had joy in his life ever again after that. It was, uh, I think it was from like Chronic 2001. Yeah. It was like Forgot About Dre. The yeah, yeah, was. yeah. And he, he like, uh, that's old. And so I combined... I combined this other dude's that's old with that. That's yeah. old. And we started the whole weekend. Every time somebody, one of my friends would say something, I'd say... That's old. <laughs> Just shoot it down, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it can work for anything. So that's, that's my catchphrase. Yeah, I'm gonna try to throw that in. So my it's kind of like this wow, wow. Yeah, that's old. That you could throw those two together. So we'll probably wow. be doing that throughout that's the show. Old. Yeah. yeah wow. I <laughs> feel, speaking of old, I feel old knowing that Eminem can be old. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, like, right? Well, he came out when I was like. In my twenties or whatever, yeah. so it's kind of his voice has changed a lot. I listened to the the Slim Shady LP, yeah, not too long ago, and I was like, "Wow, he sounds like a kid," and now he sounds like he's got throat cancer. Yeah, you know. My friend Brian played this the the um, he had a cassette tape of the first bootleg, I guess, or the first mixtape that Eminem was on. He's like, "This guy's gonna be huge, man." Yeah, I was like, "He was just the craziest shit I ever heard." You know, he's yeah. rapping about. Being in a, living in a trash can or some shit. I was like, what the? What is this? And then a year later, he just blew up. Yeah, with a job, Grouch. Yeah, job, Grouch. Yeah. Eminem always puzzled me because I would I would hear his albums, and he was this constant like contradiction. You know, like one minute he would be completely. You know, poppy, and then the next song would be the most awful, heavy. Fucking kill yourself, thing, kind yeah. of shit. Well, he's got to cover a lot of bases. He's got a lot of fans. That is true. He's got a lot of fans. He's yeah. got, he does have those like weird out videos where it's like he really is like Tom Green, and the you know I mean, he's imitating Tom Green, and right. then and then well, his the first next song is fucking emo. Yeah, yeah. It's like poignant. Yeah. 
He's got a lot of issues. But We're not here to talk about Eminem. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's old. Sorry. That's old. That's old. <laughs> yeah. But that that made me think about the different types of people you see. I, I started playing, we'll talk about this a little more later, but I finally got Modern Warfare 2. Playing that, back on Xbox Live, and back to talking to the, the normal Denzians of the Xbox Live. Well, know. a little bit of context, you guys that don't game, that, okay, you can imagine the... The person that thinks it's a good idea to sign on the internet to play video games against, uh, you know, all the anonymity that the internet has, it, it keeps the anonymity, but you're able to actually talk in real time to other people, so it attracts a lot of trolls, yeah. and um, I'm sure if you look on Urban Dictionary for trolls, you'll find a good explanation, yeah. better one that we could give, but the last game that we all played together... Um, came out at the same time that Xbox developed this system where you could stay in a uh, basically a, a real-time chat room, an audio chat room with all your friends, and you wouldn't have to listen to all these 12-year-olds talking shit and trying to be as offensive as they could. And so we really enjoyed the gameplay, but this new game that came out forces you out of that chat room and back into the, the public pit. chat room. Yeah, so the you public can't. Room. You can't. Really, I mean, you can, but in, ge- in general concept, you can't shut out the everyone else that you don't know on there. You have to go in and mute all the people you don't want to listen to. Yes, yeah, so if you want to not do that. But it made me think about the different types of people uh, that are on the Xbox Live. Yeah, and they, they fall into a couple categories. I've got a few here. Maybe Groove can elaborate. on You've got the kid who sings or raps. The kid that's trying raps. to start his music career. Why are, the, why are you singing? Why are you singing? We don't want to hear that. I'm going to go on and look for Elite XXLY69420 and yeah. see if he's got a rap album out. Um, dude who reads Gamertags. Gamertag <laughs> is your like call sign, the name that you're known by. And it's there's always handle. that dude who just reads. Yes, yeah, your handle. There's always a dude that reads it. Just try. He's just trying to call you out. I don't even know what he wants. He's stirring it. He wants to get somebody to say. He wants to say, "Scooter eater, do you eat scooters?" S scooter eater. S scooter eater. What's his, why do you eat scooters? Yeah, it's just like to get a reaction. Annoying. So then he can further go and come back and say, "Your mom." Yeah, you've got a most. And most of these people are under the age of twelve. Yeah, um, and you know, oftentimes you'll hear their mom yelling at them to come to dinner. That, that, that sort of thing. That, that, yeah, that. one more day, mom. The other one is a uh, is weed guy. That's a lot of that, you know. Yeah. Which is whatever. If that's fine, and you want to smoke weed, that's your choice. But you know, uh, you know, blunt four twenty yeah. sixty nine. I get high all day. Yeah. Okay. Well, we know. Yeah, that's great. And you're playing video games. <laughs> so you're not perpetuating any kind of stereotype. <laughs> Um, the other one is in, in, is uh, my first chance to be offensive, kid. Yeah. Okay, so every cuss word he can think of, and every racial slur he can think of, just any like, kind of slur. Just, just, yeah, just. And just it's all out of context. Yeah, just. It's like he's it got up. a list written down, and every time he has an opportunity, he just reads the list. It's my first chance to say this word, cocksucker. Yeah. Cocksucker, cocksucker, cocksucker. You got a cock. You got a cock. So just it, it will just it'll make you lose faith in humanity to go on there and play with the normal the idiots and on then, Xbox Live. And then there's guys like us who make fun of them but yet still continue to put ourselves in that situation. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm pissed off that they make you go back into the public arena. But anyway, I, I wanna play with my friends. I don't wanna have to to listen to some fucking twelve year old talk shit. <laughs> but um so that's that. Um, 
Well, what do you think of the game? Modern Warfare 2? I like it a lot. It's a lot like the, the, uh, the you know, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 1. Um, it's got a lot of good stuff that's added to it. We've already covered some of that, you know, but the, yeah, uh, I yeah. like the additions, but I haven't played the single-player game yet. But I'll say this. Okay, this game tries to some degree... You've probably heard about the controversy about it, where there's this one level where you have you can shoot civilians. It's this kind of terrorism level. You're an undercover operative, and you can either choose to blend in by shooting these civilians, or you can choose to not shoot them, but you sort of are... You're presented with these moral choices. And so the game, obviously, it takes itself fairly seriously in that regard. It's trying to, to perhaps give some sort of message about war and whatever. And I'm not saying it's realistic, but it's more realistic than it could be. And it, you know, it, it touches on some current subjects and things like that, um, which is, I think it's fine to take chances like that. But then they turn around, and in the multiplayer, they have these titles and things, and that half of them are weed-based references. So you're trying to make a serious point about war and everything, and then you got these fucking Bluntman 420 titles that you can earn. You earn these unlockable titles. You can earn a pot leaf icon. Yeah, you know, and it just makes me think like that's fine. Like I said, that's fine if that's your thing that you want to smoke pot or whatever. But it just seems kind of like it cheapens it that um, they. You know, like, d- does that really need to be in the game? My buddy said, though, that, um, and I had sent an email about it, because there's two titles that are <clears throat> uh, questionable at best, and um, and for context, one of them is, uh, it's got a lot of grass on it, it says Grassy Knoll, and it's intertextuality, I mean, a reference to the JFK, the JFK assassination. The other one is called... Uh, the Exterminator, and it's got the Austrian flag, and those of you that may not think of it right off the bat, that's where Hitler was from. And um, and and you've got you can cater to the weed crowd, and that doesn't really offend me too much. But the um, those two titles are, in my opinion, bad taste. And you've got on the one hand the single player game that is, if anything, it's a sobering game. Where you've got situations, it's kind of like a soap opera yeah. in a sense, because um, there's backstabbing and betrayals and that kind of thing. But ultimately, you're looking at stuff that you wouldn't expect from this genre of game. You you expect the violence, you expect the you know the fast paced gameplay, but you don't expect to actually pay attention to the story or be touched or moved by the story whatsoever. And then you, the more popular side of the game, the the reason millions of people are playing it is because of the multiplayer, and you've got these titles that are in bad taste, and it's... I don't even know where I was going with it, but... Uh, well, it just... Uh, for me, like, the weed references in it don't, don't offend me. It just seems to be, like, counterproductive towards their point of, like, if they're trying to make some kind of, like, serious statement about... Oh, this is what I was saying. Like, so I, I, sent, I wrote this email, and I sent it to some people, and, and credit to Reaper, too, because Reaper... And I had originally been talking about it, um, and that's what prompted me to write the email. But the um, a buddy of mine said the part of the reason that the game is what it is is because it attracts all those people. It attracts the people that would be offended by those titles, and it was a, and it attracts the people that would actually assign those titles. You know that right. that don't really get why it would be in bad taste at all, and that's yeah. that's part of the beauty of the game that you hit. On all cylinders with this game, if you're an FPS, right? But it's not like if they didn't have those titles in there that they would alienate people or anything. Nobody would know what they were missing. It no, they like kind of. 
pandering to but that crowd. But bra, bra, you want to you smoke your weed? You want to get a bra. blood trauma title? So, and you, so you've got this ten-year-old that's got a pot leaf as their insignia on their little you know gamer tag thing from this game, and I'm like, why you got? That's a palm, how you make friends. Why you got a palm tree on your uh, palm tree on your gamer tag? I don't understand, but uh, it's a fun game, you know. Move along. Belabor, belabor it too mm. much, but. Alright, so we're going to do a little bit of a holiday movie wrap-up. Holiday is a great time to go see some movies. I'm sure all of you know, if you're not you're saying it's not a good time to see movies. No, I'm not going to answer that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's a good time to see movies. A lot of good movies came out in the past couple weeks, and we got a couple that we're going to talk about. We haven't all seen these, but we can all kind of give our little point of view on it. So, um, Mitchell, do you have any movies that you saw over the holidays? Um, well, I mean, I, was, I didn't. I was going to go see Sherlock Holmes, but... I we can talk about that one. I saw yeah. it, and we're, I mean, we're not going to give any spoilers away in this segment, but Sherlock Holmes was, was cool, man. You should go see it. Sure. Uh, it it's looks like, good. It looks... Uh, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Robert Downey Jr., there's not too many turds he couldn't polish for me. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think he's a great, great actor, and I'm... I'm glad. I mean, if anything, he's a success. Such a. I mean, the guy went to jail. You know, he's yeah. Done, I was saying to Maria, the other day, he's one of the greatest comeback stories in Hollywood. You know. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, I, and it's done it in a legit way, not just like he lucked out and you know no, he I mean, was able to continue his bad behavior and come back. He like actually changed his life. And, totally. But yeah, he has set himself up for a uh, a new. Huh? Oh yeah, we'll talk about. We've all seen that one. So. Um, he has set himself up for a new franchise, along with Iron Man, that's going to go on, on for a long time, I think. Um, I we did the trailer on one of the early episodes of the show when we first, when the first trailer first came out, and when I saw the trailer, I wasn't expecting too much out of it because I thought that it was going to be a little too uh, action movie kind of thing. But they actually did a pretty good job of like remaining true to the character and everything, and I think it's more true to the character. In the books than any movie has been probably. Do you do you ever watch the show on um, PBS? The the one that I guess was produced in maybe the late eighties, early nineties. Sherlock Holmes from BBC. Yeah. No, no, no. My my wife is loves <laughs> Masterpiece Theater and, and pretty much all your PBS yeah. stuff. So I watch I watch a lot of Poirot and and yeah. and, and Natalie. My wife doesn't. She just she's not. I'm a TV nut. I love movies. I can. Yeah. I, she just doesn't. So when she wants to watch something together, I usually buy into that. And so Poirot is, is, is you know, the Belgian Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. We watched a lot of Sherlock Holmes. And the guy that was on BBC, if you read any of the articles about movie and, you know, other incarnations of the character, his he's very good. I mean, that <laughs> that that show is really interesting and, and, and a great rendition. But um, I'm excited to see it. I mean, I think... Jude Law not being the lead is something I'm looking forward to. <laughs> uh, do you not like Jude Law? I, I do. He just he was in every was it two years ago that he, he was, was in, in every movie yeah. that came out. He's really good in this. And there's a trailer I'm going to put you on that you need to watch called Repo Men. Okay, it's not a remake of, of Repo Man. Of Repo yeah. Man, yeah. From from whom? What about Men at Work? Is it a remake of Men at Work? It's not a remake of Men at Work. <laughs> Both Emilio Estevez movies. Yeah. No, it's not a remake of those, but. Uh, it looks really good, and he's like playing a, a, a badass kind of dude yeah. in that. But at any rate, yeah, I, I'm well, excited to see Sean. I, I, I recommend it. It was really, it wasn't, it it wasn't um, dumb entertainment. It made you think a little bit, but the characters were really 
funny and I don't know. It was that basically it was the story of IOL TOS. <laughs> there's two characters. Um, you know, the two Sherlock Holmes and his uh, and and. So you're saying it was mildly entertaining, but too long? <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. No, no, no. It's about this sort of friendship between you know uh, Sherlock Holmes and uh, Watson. And, you know, I'm the dashing Sherlock Holmes character. Bullshit! And, and I knew it! The, the, the twisted genius. And Bruce <laughs> is the more, uh, you know, level-headed uh, Watson. <laughs> and there's this whole thing about them. They, they, they live together in this apartment. One Go see the movie out. and email us back and let us know which one's Sherlock and which one's Holmes. Think about <laughs> Put it in the context <laughs> of, of it being the story of IOLTOS and you'll get what I'm saying. So, Do some uh, fan fiction. <laughs> Let's talk about um, Inglorious Bastards. Well, no, I have a question oh, about yeah, it. My concern about it was that it was going to be action and adventure, <clears throat> but kind of anachronistic in that you don't want to see a car chase with horses pulling carriages. Right. What I thought it was going to be is sort of the uh, the there's a movie called A Knight's Tale. Yeah, which was yes. like used rock music and stuff, and I guess some people like that. I haven't seen that movie, but I was afraid it was going to be like that. Like that and movie. I didn't want, I didn't want that. I didn't want to see that because I thought it was going to be kind of yeah. cheesy in that way, you know. Which is a part of the appeal of that movie, I think, is that it is the cheese is well done. It's good cheese, right? Tale, it right? is good, but it is good Sherlock Holmes in Golden Years was exceptional. <laughs> yeah, but Sherlock Holmes seems to be just. I don't know. I just kind of wanted them to be more true to the character, and it's not like that at all. They try to present it that way in the trailer to, mm-hmm. to appeal to people, but it's really not that way at all. It's it's really pretty well put together. Okay. Um, all right, Inglorious Bastards. Now, this was obviously didn't come out over Christmas, but it did just come out on Blu-ray, right? So, and and uh, I saw it in the theater, as did I. And Groove, I recommended he get it on Blu-ray because I got it for Maria for Christmas on Blu-ray, and it was on sale at Best Buy. And uh, we've all seen it. So, what do you guys think about *Inglorious Bastards*? What, you want to go, Mitchell? What's your deal? Um, it's it's. I thought it was brilliant. I thought uh, was it Christopher Waltz is the yeah. Hans Landa just hands down the best character in movies that I've seen in the last year. Yeah, really good. Um, I mean, I Eli Roth gets on my fucking nerves. Just his big black eyes, and he he just overacts to me. And I know that's part of it, but um, he was the only thing that detracted from me. I thought that it was a little bit long. I, th- I didn't, but overall, I thought it was really good. I See, mean, I thought it could have been longer, actually. Really? I thought they could have gone into a little bit more, but I really liked it. But yeah, touching on Eli Roth, I thought Eli Roth was horrible in the first two scenes I saw him in, but then as it went on, he just like, it just worked. Like, by the end of it, he's overacting. Um, he's, he's the bear Jew in it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but it towards... And he's know, the one that directed Hostel and shit? Is that yeah, the same yeah. Eli Roth? Uh-huh. Really? But in the last... Didn't know that. In the last scene where it, it all comes to a head, he's like great in that, I thought. Just this sort yeah. of like nervous, uh, you know, acting that he has. I, I actually wound up doing a 180 on him. Um, Move to Avatar. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so I I don't know. I, really I, thought, I thought that... Uh, I thought Brad Pitt's just selling the ridiculousness of his character. I mean, I'm a Brad Pitt fan. He's yeah, like I said, too. man crush total on, yeah. on Brad Pitt, and I thought I thought he was really good. I didn't know if I'd like that throughout, but he just sold it. And I well, mean, and yeah, and he's not in it that much. Yeah, which I thought was in it that much. I was I thought that was the great thing, you know. 
So you really enjoy the time that those guys are on the screen. In the exactly. You enjoy the yeah. time that they're there, but at the same time, as in in all you know, Tarantino flicks, he has like eight different stories. Yeah, parallel stories going on. Tied in together. But I, yeah. thought, I thought it was maybe the most mature work that Tarantino's done. I mean mature in that he... he it references tons of other movies, which all of his stuff is, you know, an homage to other movies. Right, he's but and all of them. like in Pulp Fiction, which I love, Pulp Fiction and, and Reservoir Dogs, he he's real wink wink about it. Like, oh look, this is so funny that I've taken this from this movie or right. whatever. In this one, he integrated it in a way that was really an homage to it, without being that sort of cutesy way of integrating right. it in there. And it wasn't distracting. And I thought the um the dialogue was really. Some of his like most well crafted dialogue. It just like really right. made the movie pop and crackle and move along. And it wasn't like, oh look at how how great this dialogue is. It was just good dialogue. You know? I agree. I think the scene, the scene in the in the bar, yes, uh, yes. was probably the most <clears throat> tense I've ever been. I mean, it's the most tense I've been in a long, long time. Like, I was sitting there just, like, rocking nervously yeah. in my seat, you know, was wanting really, to know what was going to happen next. Yeah, so. the guy that played the British soldier in that, I don't know what his name is, but he I thought he was really good in that, too. It just shows Tarantino's gift for for casting, I think, as well yeah. as, as direct. I mean, you know, it, it, his writing, the fact that the guy could, he could shit out movies left and right. And, I mean, he really takes time to kind of, you know, craft something that he feels 100% about. And I, I, I respect the hell out of that. And, I mean, he doesn't... He hasn't made a lot of junk. I mean, you know... No, no, definitely if, you, not. If, if my weakest movie was, you know, Jackie Brown, I think I'd be okay with that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he was going to cast himself in Brad Pitt's role. Oh, yeah. Thank God yeah. he didn't. That's the yeah. biggest mistake he makes is putting himself in front of the camera. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm like... I've come... To grips with Tarantino because when I was in film school, it was like, oh, I like Quentin Tarantino, and he's just so visionary because he's, you know, Reservoir Dogs. Did you see Reservoir Dogs and everything? And not as visionary uh, as Zack Snyder, but definitely not as visionary as Zack Snyder. But I've really like I kind of so I kind of had this chip on my shoulder about him where I liked his movies, but I wasn't willing to like crown him. You're that fucking guy. Well, I got oh, I go well. You know, he's great at what he does, but I'm still gonna hate on him because everybody else. Well, I had to play with these people that like as much as I do. Back then, it wasn't as easy to get a hold of like Reservoir Dogs, so it was like, oh, I've got this taped copy of Reservoir Dogs, and Reservoir Dogs is so great, and it came out before Pulp Fiction. Did you know that it came out before Pulp Fiction? Because um, you know, uh, if you like Pulp Fiction, you probably Reservoir Dogs might be a little too much for you. I thought I was cool because I knew that he was a uh, writer for True Romance. Yeah, right. Which yeah. is always one of my favorite. That was the first Tarantino movie that I actually saw Tarantino and, joint, and, yeah. and loved. But, you know, yeah. I, I just think you got to respect a guy who... He's won me over for sure. Yeah. Like I really, he, there's a good movie that I watched on Netflix, the instant streaming the other day, called Not Quite Hollywood. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or not, but it's about... Uh, Ozploitation films, which are basically um, exploitation films in the Australia, set in Australia, the Australian film scene in the '70s, where they were like trying to get away from making epics and just making like grindhouse movies. It's basically Australian grindhouse movies, and Quentin Tarantino is interviewed in that, and he's really like you can just tell how much he loves movies in that. And it's not like an annoying self-referential way. He's just like really throws out his information out there and it's really good his interviews and that you should check that out it's a really good he documentary does a lot. yeah he, he's it. done his homework on it yeah. like, really good so why don't you tell us about Avatar 
I, there was something I was gonna say. I had a buddy just watch Inglorious Bastards. Said he fell asleep during it. Really? Yeah. Wow. He was like, "Really? You think it was that good? I fell asleep." Um, I and frankly, he's wrong. Yeah, I mean, I could see some people <laughs> being wanting to see. Uh, I mean, I think the way it was marketed, a lot of people probably walked out going, "Yeah, that's not the Dirty Dozen," you know? Like, yeah, it's that. not about those guys, really. Right. In the end, it's not about those guys. It's it's interesting. It's named in Glorious well, Bastards, but it's you not really said about them. you were you were held in suspense, and it was the first time ever in any of his movies that I was sitting on the edge of my seat yeah. where, where I wasn't having fun watching it play out I was nervous about how it was going to play right, out yeah. you know right. which is a, which is different you know it's a lot less tongue in cheek and a lot less wink wink and all yeah. that I mean and not as violent as I thought some scenes were pretty violent Mackenzie did not watch it because she thought it was going to be too violent because of the bat, you know. I mean, she right. read about the bat or whatever. But. Yeah, it's, it's not that. And I didn't. Oh, he really yeah. kept the gore level. Yeah, to a minute. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. pretty restrained. Until the end. And, and it was, and yeah, and then and then he kind of let loose with the goofy stuff. A big ejaculation at the end, much like I'm going to do at the end of this podcast. Maybe here. So, all right, Avatar. Uh, Groovy, you want to go first on this? Who you want? Um. But There's not much that we can say that probably hasn't already been said. I went in with having heard both good and bad reviews, and uh, the story was good enough, and the spectacle was much more than good enough. I enjoyed it because my jaw was in my lap half the fucking movie. So that's all I really. I saw an IMAX 3D, so that's yeah. what that's where I saw it. I've been a James Cameron fan for a long time. Aliens is one of my favorite movies. I love the Terminator, the first two Terminator films. He make he does a good job of making his own universe and his own way of doing things. And even though the ships and guns and things in Terminator aren't in Aliens, there's still like a, a thread there. They look similar, and it was the same way with Avatar, sort of that. And I was attracted to Avatar in that way, but when I saw the uh, previews, the trailers, it just looked like a fucking video game. And I was like, man, this is not going to be great. I'm like kind of anti-computer-generated effects. I'm, I just don't. I, I don't like it when directors get lazy and use computer-generated effects when they can use models or locations. Right, to do it all just because you have the checkbook. Yeah, just, let's just do it. Because it, my thing, I always say this, you can make a spaceship that looks awesome, but when you put the dirt on that spaceship, it always looks like computer-generated dirt. It doesn't look like real dirt. And so I went in with, to this movie with those sort of things, and I was like completely blown away because he had spaceships in this that had dirt on them that looked like dirt, the ships look real, like they could be flying overhead. This alien world was like totally realized. Also, I saw it, and I recommend you see it in IMAX 3D. I don't know how it would be on the regular screen. I might not like it as much, but I'm not really into. My boy tried to tell me that regular 3D was apparently better than IMAX 3D. He said oh, I heard that from somebody, and that was some motherfucker saying, "Ah, it was better regular because he lives in because he can't get IMAX 3D, yeah, Oregon, and doesn't why." Well, I'm not a big fan of the 3D stuff because I think it's a gimmick and the, the glasses pull me out of the experience a lot. But in this movie, it was incredible, the 3D effects in it. And just, like, the whole thing was just amazing. The plot was, like, had some, you know... It had enough... Uh, uh, it was a traditional quest plot kind of thing. You know, the Pocahontas story, as Cameron has said. Um, but it had enough different things in it to sort of keep me interested. So... Anyway, did you see it, yet, Mitchell? I haven't seen it. Everybody's told me I, if I'm going to, I need to go to like a digital theater. Dude, yeah, and see the, the one here in town, you got as you sell. This shit's still sold out. Tomorrow's yeah, shows are sold out. out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely want to see it. I was thinking about taking Quinn. I've heard that it's probably a little too violent for. I don't. I don't let him see the Transformers movie. So I mean, well, Maria. We, I mean the. Lincoln Park music videos? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw it twice. The first time was me and Maria, and the second time Maria's kids wanted to go. We took Maria's kids, and it's three hours long, so it's long. Right. Um, and it depends on how they do If you go see it in 3D, it depends on how they do with the glasses and everything. But um, the, her kids sat through the whole thing and liked it. <laughs> and it, it's not really that. It, there's violence in it. I mean, it depends on what limits you set for your kids. How's the, how is the uh, blue mating... Is the scene? Is that pretty? It's hot. hot. Is it hot? It's hot. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. Well, you know, you, you got the Navi, and you've got them scantily clad. And I asked my buddy right before I went to the movie who had seen the movie. I was like, "You see some tit in there? You see some Navi tit?" And he's like, "You you got to convince yourself that that was a nipple, but you can tell yourself you saw a nipple." Yeah. <laughs> Which is you want to come back a great some sophomore like, Japanese anime and yeah. work on that. It's violent, but there's not blood flying around. Right. It's not violent throughout the whole thing. It's right. violent in like there's hunting scenes and things like right. that, or like killing animals. Yeah, he's a premature kid. He's he's. I, I would take. Him I think scene. he would do. Right I don't even. I don't even have the you. first fucking clue about how old should somebody should be to see. I something. think. I mean, my biggest thing is is not to. I mean, I, I was I, re- I was reading Stephen King novels when I was like eleven years old, which is totally yeah. inappropriate. But I mean, I just I was a big big reader. I just engulfed everything. He is a lot like I used. To, I was as a kid. I mean, he's he's in the second grade and he's read three Harry Potter Potter novels on his own yeah. already. Wow. So I mean, the kid's pretty pretty sharp. Is he getting into Twilight now? Uh, no, probably. <laughs> hell no. Uh, hey, you uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't want... I think kids are so overexposed these days that it just... I just I'm trying to save some things, but... He's not going to be paying attention to much anything other than the fact that it's fucking 3D and it's crazy. Well, I've heard it's shit. brilliant. I've I mean, got... I heard, heard the... the I've I heard it's typical Cameron story. Like, you know... It really is. Simil- and, similar to a lot and of... And the ships look like his sort of ships and the designs look like his sort of designs and... It's it's a cool story, you know. I mean, it works, it, and it, the it really is a benchmark for. I, I was I walked out of there saying, you know what, computer effects have been fronting until now. Like they finally like. It's a shame that George Lucas didn't wait until now to make well, the prequels. Because, I don't know if she's still listening, but uh, our buddy Lopo's mom went to see it. Yeah, and he said that when she walked out, she said it was like seeing Jurassic Park for the first time, which is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean that, Jurassic that is a Park good was like, Ariana Richards, man. Ooh. Um, okay, so the road. You saw the road, Groove. Yeah, I, I haven't seen, seen it. Road. I have not read the book. I, I got the book it. for Christmas. So. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Favorite author. Yeah. The um. Oh, trendy pick. Go ahead. Fucking fuck you. <laughs> he went to my high school, grew up in my town. I liked him before he wrote The Road. Oh, you like his old stuff? stuff. I, <laughs> I like his old stuff. I like his new stuff. I like it all. Uh, so That's old. <laughs> wow. I did not discover wow. him. I did not discover him. Okay. The, um... God damn. I went to see Avatar in IMAX 3D with Mackenzie's family on the day before Christmas <laughs> Eve. I went and hung out with P. Kane that night. Yeah. We were playing... We were, we were putting disc, discs in his portable basket in the front yard at 9 o'clock. And we said, Oh shit, the road's in town. We should go see it. 
So we went the same day that I saw Avatar to go see The Road. Yeah. And that was probably the biggest mistake I made. Yeah. Because nothing will be able to follow up. No movie experience will follow Avatar. Yeah. The same day. You know what I mean? you got to wait a couple days and forget about Avatar before you go see another movie. So that was disappointing. Um, It's been a long time since I read The Road. It's been about... It was like two years ago that I read The Road. And so... I fell into the trap of like trying to remember whether and how much it tied into the book, which sucks. I guess it, it should have been. I should have waited like another three years, so I totally forgot the book and just enjoyed the experience. But it's a good movie. Um, good in the fact that like you want to, you know, it's a real downer. Great holiday film, feel good movie of the year. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I think that the spirit of the book came through in the movie. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't compare books and movies. Obviously, the book was better because. It, you can do more with a book than you can with a movie, but the spirit was there, so ultimately I enjoyed it. That brings me to a point that I always want to bring up when I'm listening to these podcasts, which is... which that, is That fucking guy. What? No, 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 no. I can't... Well, kind of. I can't stand it when people go see a book adaptation, and, you know, and they get all pissed because every fucking detail of the book isn't in the movie. Like, I don't know how you guys respond to that. For me, like... For example, Harry Potter movies are a great a great example here because I go to those movies knowing that hey, if unless these movies are six hours long, they're not going to be able to fit in. Particularly as the as the novels get bit bigger, and yeah. longer, they can't. Harry fit. was having sex exactly when the pubes start popping. They, they can't <laughs> they can't fit all that in. So, but it drives me nuts when you're sitting by somebody and they're like. Oh, this is they, 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 oh. they did this in the wrong order. I can't oh. believe they, I can't believe they left that out. Yeah. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I just do you honestly think they can put every detail in there? So I mean, how do you, how are you guys? Do you like reading the book first, and then do you get pissed when they don't follow it to the letter? Or? Well, I always read the book first because I want to try to come up with the images in my own head. Right. But I did used to be like that. I think everybody goes through that because they, they finally get to watch a movie of a book they actually read. But I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, okay, I'm walking into this knowing that this is a different person's image of the same story. So yeah, I, I think that for me, it's maintaining the spirit of the book. However, right, and there it comes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, okay, but yeah. I've watched every book to movie of. Cormac McCarthy's novels, which is there's only three, and All the Pretty Horses was directed by Billy Bob Thornton, and by itself... Yeah, Matt Damon and... Matt Damon's Harry, in it, yeah. Harry, somebody, Henry Thomas? Harry Connick. No, not Harry... Um, Brad... Brad... The guy from Knoxville again. The, the kid... Brad Renfro. Brad Renfro's in it. Yeah, yeah, he was a young one. There's another... Penelope Cruz is in there? Yes, right? yes. Yeah. That movie sucked on its own. Yeah, and so it sucked even worse because it came from this awesome book, right. and um, so that was the most recent one that I was like, "Holy shit, this sucks!" Yeah, but um, well, for me, like, No Country was pretty badass. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just a good movie. Keep, keeping the spirit of the novel in the movie is really important for me. But I do like I do when when a <laughs> when a filmmaker can hit the novel exactly if it's a novel that can be adapt, adapted that way. I give them props for it. Well, it was what like, the fuck was that? What movie was that? Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh. I read that book before, right before I saw the movie. I was like, I had no idea who Hunter S. Thompson was. I saw the trailer and I was like, this looks crazy. I gotta read this book. So I read the book. 
And that adaptation is really good. A really good adaptation of that book. Granted, that book is pretty short. Yeah, it is. Did Gilliam do that? Yeah, Gilliam did. I mean, who else could could do that? Yeah, and the book is very. The book is very. It's interesting that the the movie did a good job of uh, illustrating some things that didn't make sense to me in the book, but it illustrated it exactly. I think the way that Hunter S. Thompson wanted to be seen, like um, when it when it goes off, you know, it's all these drug fueled fantasies and things. Either. He he puts the yeah, he, he puts that he, he he goes off on these tangents and you don't know where the reality begins and where the fantasy begins and Gilliam did a good job of uh, adapting that into the movie so had so, another Johnny Depp movie and I had read the book now granted I was in high school so I can't I couldn't be trusted with anything but I um I turn on the movie on like VHS. And after the first five minutes, I turned it off. I said, "Fuck that shit! I'm not. I'm not gonna watch that. That's horrible." And I think it was because I was. Su- I'm such a slow reader. Yeah. And the first like five pages is voiced in the first five yeah. minutes, and it took me so long to read it. I was like, "Whoa, this is going way too fast." Because I was the same turnaround. I had just finished the book, and and the movie yeah. was out. And it was time, and um, I love. I, I need to go back and watch. Yeah, that I really. I watched it like five times in the theater. I think. Well, that's one of those movies that, yeah. that takes a little yeah. bit. Of, there's some movies that take some effort and commitment to like yeah. stay with, you know. And so yeah. I think yeah. that's definitely one of that too. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting at my buddy's house in Wrightsville Beach. Gilliam is a is a director who I I got turned on to in college when I saw Brazil for the first time. Yeah, but he he's the guy. You know, you talk about not using CGI. I mean, that dude's all about. If it can't be made with paper mache, he doesn't yeah. do it. Again, which <laughs> I love. I like that. And yeah. I like, I mean, Favreau is the same way. He doesn't bullshit around. I mean, he uses CGI because he has to, but he. The CGI in Iron Man works because it looks like that. So he's terrific. really flying around. Yeah, yeah it looks, you know, like, it looks That's great. the way it looks. He's not really yeah. flying around? He is not. That's the other no. thing, like comic book adaptations. Like, obviously, if you stay too true to the comic book, it makes a real shitty movie. But, <laughs> but you know. That's the way it was with Electra. Like, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> well, but did you? But you know, Daredevil wasn't horrible. I didn't see. People gave it a lot of shit. Whoa! I haven't seen it. Mitchell and I are about to fight. The unedited version of the, of the director's cut. Whoa, of the director's cut of Daredevil wasn't horrible. Ben Affleck did, ben not, make, Affleck. did not make a good Daredevil. No. And I hate Mark Stephen Johnson. is ninety percent. Mark Stephen Johnson totally raped Ghost Rider. Like what? What he and Nick Cage did to a Ghost Rider should be a <laughs> sin. Like it, it really should. Guy Pierce was supposed to be uh, Matt Murdock and Daredevil. Would have been perfect, and he would have been great for it. Would have been great. But yeah. then Mark Stephen Johnson would still fucked it up. Yeah. Well, the the thing that the movies that have broken my heart are the Punisher movies oh. because like the first Pun- Punisher is my favorite comic book, and granted, it's not a very complicated story. But there's some things about it, like so, it's not fucking guns. <laughs> no, killing. but there is more to it than that. Though this guy right. is not a superhero. He's like this guy that I mean, he was in, part of his motivation was being in Vietnam and coming back to America and having his family killed in front of him. And then he's like, he's like the the true antihero in the comic book because he's just like crazy and fucking killing. He's people like the comedian like, was in the Watchmen. Basically. Yeah, exactly. And. They they did a movie in the 80s that was shitty about the Punisher. Then they did the stupid Thomas Jane shit in the 
Dolph Lundgren was the original Punisher. Right, and 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 it was bad. And then they rebooted it and did the Punisher uh, War Zone or whatever. With Ray Stevenson from Yeah, Marvel. and it was okay. It was more towards it, but they just they didn't kept, kept keep the spirit of the book. That franchise is done. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean they uh, the, they just don't even try again unless they're just gonna. The latest, right. you do it. The yeah, latest one, the follow. latest one by the the chick that that directed it. I forget her name, but I followed that production, and it was one of those movies because I, I always I just like comic book movies because I'm a comic book fan. Yeah, Warzone's the one she directed. Yeah. yeah, and it just toward the end, like it started off sounding like you know it's going to probably be a small release and like a great DVD take pickup. But then the closer it got to the release date, there were all these rumors that she had been fired from the. From the production, right. and then there were like statements saying no, she hadn't been fired, and things are going great, and just all this bullshit. And so you knew that the, that the studio execs it went from being the Punisher to blockbuster. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You knew it went to being late night yeah. cable FX. You know, well, the, the motivation for the Punisher, <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with with being post Vietnam, like. Him being in Vietnam that built that character because there's this whole dread after Vietnam of like, oh, I have to reintegrate into society and I, this society doesn't accept me. And they made him a cop in the first one, the, yeah, the yeah. Thomas Jane one or whatever. It just doesn't work as a cop. It doesn't have that same motivation. Because his like, family got killed. That's that was the reason why. Yeah, it was set in my. It also had John Travolta. Like, it also had John Travolta in it as a villain. Who, let's face it, yeah, he peaked with Pulp Fiction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, all right, so that's our holiday movie wrap up. Fuck movies. Uh, we're going on to uh, music. What you've been listening to? What you've been listening to, group? Listen to um, on the drive to Knoxville for the beginning of the holiday extravaganza. Uh, NPR's All Songs Considered podcast. We were in the car listening to the podcast, and it was their year end wrap up. Which I'm at th- this year more than any other year. I have turned on the TV, the radio. Looked on the internet, no matter what, everybody's doing year-end wrap-ups, and I'm a sucker for it. I love it. Well, it's also the end of the decade, so there's a lot of... Well, technically not. Right. The oh, decade yeah, doesn't right. end until 2011, but oh, now yeah. I'm an oh, asshole. are they? Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Anyways, um, so we listened, we were listening to it on this podcast. If you're not listening to it, check it out. The um, They're a little bit... Whatever, they're music critics, yeah, and they've got a lot of music, and if you can't get over the fact that they are introducing you to music that you haven't heard of, and therefore automatically not liking it and turning your nose up to it, then you you might enjoy the podcast, so... That's all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they played this guy, K-9, K-apostrophe-N-A-A-N, and Mackenzie and I pulled over at the next exit, found a CD store, and bought the two CDs of his that we could find... One was the live version of his first CD. His first yeah, CD is yeah, called yeah. Dusty Foot does. Philosopher. And is, um, it's and old. <laughs> He's already got it. Mitchell's already got it. K9? K-9, yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, that's old. The new one's called... <laughs> yeah, the newer one is called Troubadour. And um, bought both those CDs. Been listening to both those CDs for two Tuna weeks now. Charlie Tuna on that, too. Charlie Tuna and Most Def are on a song on the... Newest uh, Troubadour album, and so if you want to check it out, um, just YouTube K apostrophe N A A N, and then the song with uh, Most Def and Charlie Tuna is called America. Another one that's really good is called Somalia. Uh, Take a minute, 
Um, the African Way, which is from the first album, I like a lot. That's probably my favorite song on the first album, so that's what I've been listening to. Um, I've been listening to this DJ Halfbanger, who did that Miley Cyrus Biggie mashup, and he's got a bunch of other mashups on his. And the Jay Z song's on. Jay Z song's on. Yeah. He's got a bunch of mashups, and one of the mashups is uh, he took the good part out of the Doc IP song. I got a feeling, and he mixed it with the good part of another of a Fergie song, and actually made a good song out of it. <laughs> so props to him. So half banger. Uh, he's he's a professional skier. Uh, Andrew Hathaway or something like that and he uh, plays skiing did you ever find out what kind of skiing freestyle skiing freestyle freestyle Um, he freestyles on the turntables and on the moguls so if if you like that Miley Cyrus uh, Biggie mashup you check him out what's up Mitchell what you been listening to um, all this band called Oat Milk Conspiracy. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, package. I, uh, the couple bands I've been listening to, uh, there's a local band called Roman Candle. They they got some decent radio play uh, a, cool a couple of years ago. They have a new album. They actually they got signed to a, a bigger label, and then when the shit hit the fan of the economy, they subsequently got. Unsigned. <laughs> yeah, very quickly got unsigned. Um, Red name Invisible Ink. But the new album is called uh, O o Tall Tree in the Ear, and there's a particular song on there called Why Modern Radio is A-OK. They're kind of a... They've got that kind of alt-country thing going on that we were talking about last week. Everybody's got it. Yeah, it's real popular right now. But it's it's a little more rock and roll, I'd say, than alt-country. And then the other album, I, I, I go through a lot of records and listen to a ton of different stuff. I listen to a lot of music. But, oh, that's right. old. And, uh, everything I have on my wow. iPod is old right now. But there's a band called Lake, L-A-K-E, and their album's called Let's Build a Roof. And uh, but I, You find all this stuff on eMusic, uh, but Let's Build a Roof, it's a, it's a really cool downbeat kind of album, uh, 70s AM pop type stuff. And... Cool. Uh, I don't know. That's that. I keep coming back to that quite a bit. We need to get eMusic to sponsor the show. Yeah, right. I was just gonna think. You check for eMusic is coming in. They'll, yeah. they'll give it to you in the form of. Also, uh, another good podcast you're talking about with the NPR one. Whoa, Sound- whoa, whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. You recommend another podcast on our podcast? <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, Sound opinions, which yeah. is uh, it's it's on the same. I listened to that for wavelength. a while. Yeah, yeah. Some other, you know, they're hit and miss, but they yeah. always have an artist in studio a lot of times. Yeah. But I agree. Cool. I agree with you that the um, end of the year list, or how Chad, our keyboard player, and I, we we rake through end of the year list, and anything we don't know, we'll go and try to sample and see what we like. And then did you listen to All Songs Considered in the year? I haven't. Yes, it's, uh, it's worth listening to. It's I'll good. check it out. Yeah. Hey, the other thing that I listened to that I've heard of this band for forever. Or this group forever, and I hadn't listened to them. The other day, we listened to uh, the Little Brother. Was that the Chitlin Circuit album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're local guys. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, um, I had heard of them for forever and had not listened to them, and I really like it. It reminds me of ninety, early nineties, uh, Tribe Called Quest, um, right. especially Gangstar a lot. Like the guy sounds a lot like Gangstar to me. Um, you know that sort of Zoo Crew type uh, artist yeah. there, but, but with a modern. They are good. They, they, they're they're not together anymore. They kind of branched out. They have like their you know uh, the the DJ DJ Ninth Wonder actually has been the most successful really? because of his uh, he's worked with producing. a lot of lot of artists producing um, and and has been very successful at it. Uh, a 
Fonte and Big Pooh are the two rappers, and um, you know they've they've bounced around, done mixtapes, this and you know this and that kind of stuff. But uh, DJ Knife Wonder is the is the one that seems to have the most success. So they're not recording together anymore. Fonte uh, and Big so. Pooh are on one of our documentaries. Oh, really? in North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, they're cool. they're. I mean, the lead singer of the band I used to be in, uh, uh, Flavor Rich, was the name of that band, and Elizabeth grew up in Chapel Hill and knew those guys really well and there's several there's a pretty decent hip hop scene around here mostly coming out of Chapel Hill and then in Raleigh there's a little bit of one but um, the, the, the one of the songs was funny they were talking about how it was bullshit they had to rap in coffee shops yeah <laughs> like, well the Duke Coffee House is a really popular venue yeah um, but uh, one one correction from last week you asked me if I listened to most deaths the new danger yeah I think that album is shit I was thinking of the ecstatic, which is his most recent one. Yeah, and that nice. one's that one's really good. But the new danger, I thought, was horrible. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's my favorite one. Really? So, yeah. I, I, I I couldn't get it at all. The um, I was gonna ask if you listen to Person Pitch, um, <laughs> Panda Bear, the one of the guys in the Animal Collective. I listen. Uh, I've heard. Yeah, Panda Bear. Animal Collective. Are you? I have it. I just I, I haven't given it much okay. of a chance. Well, that's old. Probably need to. That's old. We talked about that about 18 episodes ago. Yeah. Holy shit. Episode 25. Quarter of a century. You're wasting our lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, so that's the music. Uh, the hype for this week. Oh, yeah. My hype is, number one, my parents got me a new computer for Christmas, which I'm really hyped about. You get a Mac? Dude, you get a Dell. I did not get a Mac. Uh, I got a PC. Uh, Modern Warfare 2. My girlfriend bought me Modern Warfare 2 for Christmas. Oh, Great she bought it? Present. Oh, well, she huh. sort of bought it. That's interesting. Yeah, she went to check out. She checked out. She realized that the cashier had not rung her up. Okay? And she kept walking. No, she didn't keep walking. She did the honorable thing and said, hey, you didn't, you didn't check me out That's here. not the honorable thing. That's fucking... Whoops. The stupid thing. Just go know. ahead and run away. <laughs> Get the fuck well, out she, of here. No, she turned to the, ca- the cashier and there was this huge line that of people behind her. I'm sorry, that is the honor. The honor thing, thing, that's right. not the thing to do. Okay. Not the cowardly <laughs> thing to do. Um, she, she, the, there was this huge line, apparently, at the Target where she bought it behind her. So all these people were waiting and she asked the uh, the guy behind the counter, what, what's the deal? You didn't, you didn't charge me? And he said, Merry Christmas. Nice. So, so did she wind up spending the money that she was going to spend on, on you again? No, but she should. <laughs> she ain't you know, yeah. No, I was just happy to get Modern Warfare because I wasn't going to be able to get it. I've been yeah. waiting forever to get it, so I'm, I was hyped. That was like a Christmas present I really wanted, and I got it. Um, and uh, my other thing is Words with Friends, which is this uh, turn-based Scrabble game on the iPod, iPhone, which we've all been blowing up. And you should check it out. I uh, Words with I'm Friends. Like, I need to hook up. Yeah, man, get it. Yeah. It was a dollar ninety-nine for the. It's, they have a free version, which has. Uh, Insane amount of ads on it, but they have a free version that was. I mean, uh, uh, the bo- the pay version was on sale for a dollar ninety nine. I went ahead and bought it. You usually got like five or six games going at once. It's turn based, so you can take your time to do it. Uh, hit hit me up, Dead Man PRD, if you're listening out there. I'm a scooter eater. It's all one word, just like it sounds. And I'm also scooter eater on chess with friends. Yeah, and Mitchell is rubber ducky four twenty sixty nine dot org. X I X twenty seven. So it's the, with friends, capital letter, lowercase. They also got chess with friends, which is fun too. So yeah. Right, group. What's up? Um, I'd say my hype is the new year. 
And that that's This it. is the new year I got a I feeling I don't feel any different No I don't know I, I don't really have that much of a hype Had a good end of the year Good Looking forward to the new year. Here's some more Black Eyed Peas in 2010. I got. Um, I guess. I guess you guys getting on Xbox. You, Grizzles is now on Xbox Live. Well, he got the game and he's got three 48-hour trial cards for Xbox Live and um, so cheap. Getting some of the old crew back on. Uh, Jebediah Get Scooters on. Getting yeah. the band back together. The Donkey Road Show back together. <laughs> yeah, is what's happening. So uh, that's all my. Hype. What about you, Mitchell? What's your hype? Um, I guess kind of just the new year too, just resetting, getting ready to go back in and start playing a ton of music, uh, writing a lot. I'm excited about that. Been kind of a distracted, lazy asshole for the last month. We all kind of have. <coughs> Looking forward to that. Um, I've also, I'd say my hype is the that unblock game you you turned me on to. Oh yeah, you got that. I have been addicted to that game. Like everywhere I go, I play that. I take a few minutes and play it. I do you find the the sound like like appealing? Like yeah, yeah, I do. I like As we were driving to the clinic, and I thought I was going to lose a testicle, and I was concerned about my future children. All I could, and I didn't have the music on because I didn't want to be distracted from fearing my balls atrophying. All I heard in the fucking seat next to me was da-da! thump, 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 thump. Da-da! I wanted you to feel triumphant. I actually turned it up so you could hear it. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I like that game. I'm on, I'm on number 34 of the beginner one. And I think just, I'm, yeah, I think I'm on 121. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's there's like 500 levels on. Yeah, have you ever played the Moron Test? Have you guys got uh-uh, that? No. It's a, I think it's nine nine cents, but it's a great, it's an addictive game as yeah. well. Yeah, like a quiz game or something. It's a, it's this goofy, it's the moron test. It has like, it's like, you know, hit the blue button and then uh, like it's like a, a the brain teaser thing for the, uh, for the DS Lite. Yeah, it's thing. it's yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, that one will brain make age. you, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get addicted to Check it. it all right, not the hype. My not the hype is, is too many fucking choices, especially at restaurants. <laughs> As I get older, the more choices I get, the less uh, decisive I become, and so I get my anxiety blows up in places like Subway, where I just want the sandwich that's on the, the picture. Just make it like that, and I feel like I, I'm on the spot. I have to choose like what you know what type of lettuce I want. And, do you always feel remorseful after you got it? Like, you well, I'm always afraid I'm gonna make a mistake and put something on there I really do not want, you know. And like, I've always had a problem with that being put on the spot like that. And I just like, just make me the sandwich like it's supposed to be. But I don't know how it's supposed to be because I don't work here, you know. So I feel like I have to choose. Well, they what don't know either because they don't. They're not eating it. They're right. not. They don't have your taste buds. I know, but I just don't want to have to make these decisions. I just want the sandwich to be good and. I always wind up, I wind up, what happens is, I order the cold cut combo, I wind up with a piece of bread with a, a half a slice of bologna on it, and nothing else. <laughs> well, see, I, I think, you know, honestly, I'd have to say, it. how old are you now? 31. At 31, you should probably have your subway decisions made. Why not? Yeah. They change them up, though, man. I'm ahead of you. I've already got my subway done. I, I don't deviate from it. Spicy Italian... Parmesan oregano, provolone cheese, lettuce, tomato, mayo, mustard, salt and pepper, olives, done. Toasted, well, please. The part of your brain that you use to keep that information, I use for more useful things. <laughs> yeah, like what? Like how you're going to fucking 
riding your dance. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, can I just tell the listeners you both have like these fancy man pads, like the right man pads? Yeah, they have like the you have like the fucking. I got an invite to it. These are moleskins. They need a sponsor of the show, too. These are my... my, my the Ralph Waldo Emerson, like, note-taking books. It's, yeah. it's very quaint. I'm, I'm yeah. jealous. Well, you know, I got notes now. You're like a big loser. That's Larry David uses them. Actually, I have a special notebook. Mine, mine have lines in them, though, because I'm not... Uh, for songwriting, I have... I have... Uh, I got these, these black notebooks that I buy. Every time I start a new... We start a new, like, phase of, of writing... Even if one's not full, I always buy a new one. Wasteful. I pay. Wasteful. I'm not worried. I would fly from London to your wedding. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, look at that. Good friend. Pow! <laughs> wow! Um, what's not the hype, group? Uh, the holiday come down. I started to feel it last the night. holiday depression. Yeah, you go through and you'd see it. I would like seeing my family. I'm... There, obviously, there's members of my family that uh, get on my nerves and stuff like that. Yeah. But ultimately, I like running around. I mean, in ten days, I drove 24 hours, and if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't have done it. You know, so I didn't really spend too much time complaining about all the traveling I had to do. I don't mind traveling; it's not a big deal to me. I like getting around and seeing stuff. And um, but now it's you know it's time to get back nose to the grindstone. Well, cool. at least you've been prescribed a lot of masturbation to do. That. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it! That that doctor said increase your frequency of ejaculation. I said, all right. <laughs> increase. Don't have to tell me twice. I'm gonna get started right now. Is there something I need to? Is there a certain way that needs to happen, doc? Can you put that in writing so I can yeah. show yeah. it to my... Can you show me the best way? I, I Please include that on the prescription yeah. slip. <laughs> Antibiotics, ibuprofen, Speedos, Jockstrap, and come more often. Sorry, honey. Doctor's <laughs> orders. <laughs> I um, called Mackenzie and told her, and she said, well, you can take care of that yourself. I called and I said, that's what would happen. <laughs> yeah. totally. All right, well, uh, Mitchell, what's your... What's your not the hype? You not the hype? My not the hype is... T-shirt sizing. When did extra large become boys Small. medium? <laughs> Seriously, what the? What now? Now, to put this in context. These two guys are large mammals. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called a manatee from time to time, and I am mammals. I am an average size. Joey's Joey's lean, and I've, I've always been. I've always had the. Uh, the misfortune to to be a uh, a more insulated person around a bunch of skinny <laughs> fucks. Yeah. All my friends are these like pro athlete bastards that I can't stand. But small. Yeah. I mean, Grayson's made out of toothpicks. <laughs> Grayson's buddy Grayson weighs about seventy pounds. Grayson is all cartilage yeah. and rubber bands, pretty much. But yeah, we. Uh, it, I mean, seriously though, I've got t-shirts from like 1993 that are extra large that fit fine. If I go buy an extra large T-shirt at like any trendy store, you know, like even, shopping in the wrong even, store, even at, well, yeah, even in Target though, I mean, it's like you you put on an extra large and, it's, and it feel makes me feel like I'm in the women's section trying on you know, a midriff, huh? Trying on yeah, midriff. yeah, exactly. It's, it's like that slim fit, Mitchell. You don't understand? <laughs> slim fit. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, I agree. Vintage cut should mean you know. It should mean. It's well. Yeah, exactly. So I guess that that not the, that not the hype also goes with my additional I'm, my second not the hype, which it would be uh, way too many uh, 
biscuits and rolls over the holidays. Yeah. It's, it's tough. That is the hype. That's why I got the come down. Now I don't have all that food. That delicious. The carb, food. the the post carb depression. Yeah, <laughs> you got that BPP, the big people problems. Oh, 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 easy, Captain oh. Metabolism. Ah! <laughs> I'm slowing down, man. I got this big gut now. So, yeah, Coach Reese cut. Yeah, I wish I had a big gut. Like that. Well, you did say on your way over here. I might stop and get a Reese cup. I was, I was in the mood. Craving some sweet. I love some Reese cups, so oh, I couldn't fault ooh. you for that. I'm good, man. <laughs> well, hype's still out. My hype's still out. Is uh, 2010? Who knows? So, <laughs> so it, it, it started off interesting. Let's just say that. <laughs> I did ask Joey if he wanted to go into the uh, the the room that you see the doctor with. Come on, come on my hand. You want to come hold my I hand? I didn't want to see that. They already think we're gay walking in there together. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> you could have made a big story about that going in there. Yeah. So we were. Um. My uh, hype still out is my uh, one of my two New Year's resolutions: couch to five k. Yeah, <laughs> couch to five k. The other day, to- Josh, which is our like uh, athletic friend, <laughs> he says, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna run a marathon this year. Uh, in a year, I'm gonna run a marathon. Start training tomorrow. Couch to marathon. marathon. Couch to marathon. And Groove says, we're all we're all playing disc golf together. What? Groove says." Oh, I, I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> and I laughed until I fell on the ground and rolled in the leaves. I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And, laughed. and he didn't know why I was laughing. I did, too. What I meant to say is, oh, I have intentions of getting into shape as well. That's not what you meant to say. That you is said, what I meant I'm to say. That's too. not what came out of my mouth. That's what I meant to say. That was the intent. I intend to get into shape okay. as well. He's gonna run a marathon. He's breathing hard right now. <laughs> oh yeah, he can't get couch without breathing hard. Well, get couch to marathon. Couch to marathon. Couch you, marathon. Should, you know what? I've got the perfect one for you. Here in Raleigh, every year it's now covered by ESPN. We have the Krispy Kreme Challenge. Have you heard about? Oh, this I know that. I know where you run, that. it's a it's a three mile it's like run, five thousand calories. And yeah, you run you run like two miles or three miles from uh, the bell tower at NC State over to. Uh, Blunt or Parson Street to the Krispy Kreme, you eat a dozen donuts and you have to run back. So basically, it's like watching skinny people throw up. It's yeah. really what it, but it's like the vomit challenge. <laughs> yeah. really boils down yeah. to. It's like drinking a gallon of milk in an hour. Impossible. Yeah. Physically impossible. It is physically impossible. Do you heard about the guy that got fired a couple years ago, the science teacher that got fired for like his kids didn't believe him, so he set it up for them to do, and they all got sick and. Some little rat bastard went home and told his what a mom and dad. And, and what a bitch. Oh, what'd you learn at school today? I actually had fun at school today. I did the milk challenge. Yeah. That right. We should bring up this real quick. This is a little side story, but we were watching this Everest challenge thing on uh, on Discovery Channel, which is this reality TV show about the five million people that go do Everest every year that you know, climb Mount Everest. Pay sixty grand and walk to the top of the tallest mountain. In the yeah, world. and it was so great because there's like they have to get all these personalities and stuff, and they have they, they singled this one guy out, and he's like, oh, he's having a hard time. He just he he he, he like mountain climbs, but he's like that guy who's oh yeah, I mountain climb. But when he, he mountain climbs, but he's really he's climbing the mountain in the backyard. Yeah, and he thought he was all tough and everything, and he's like. Yeah, you know, he's saying, "Oh, I'm struggling with this," and he's blaming other things. And the narrator the whole time is like, basically, like he's like, "Oh, I'm struggling, you know, physically. This is harder than I thought, and they're they're pushing me too hard." And basically, the narrator's like, uh, 
His problem is not his physical, uh, his physical prowess, but the fact that he's a little bitch. John's <laughs> physical <laughs> altitude sickness is only one part of the problem. The other part in summoning Everest is psychological. Yeah. So basically, John's a little bitch and isn't going to be able to climb the mountain. Um, and so they go through this whole thing, and of course, you know, he that. And at one point in time, he said, uh, I can't eat because the food isn't good. The food doesn't taste the good. The food doesn't taste good. Motherfucker, if you can't eat because the food doesn't taste good, you are not hungry enough. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> You're on fucking Mount Everest. You're burning like 1,700 calories a minute. Yeah. Uh, how bad could it taste? Like, eat it. Well, if you're paying 60 grand to walk to the top of a mountain, odds are you got pretty good food at home. So, I guess so. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the there's worst, no tartare up here. The, yeah, where's the Hollandaise? <laughs> the worst, the worst freeze dried shit is better than the nicest. I mean, I've eaten. We used to go what on survival. We used, to, we used to go on survival trips in Boy Scouts when I was growing up. Yeah, and I mean, I've eaten salamanders literally and uh, we've caught you know probably illegally in, in streams <laughs> and stuff but I mean rare we, salamanders yeah, I mean I mean I've eaten cruddy you know really crappy stuff I mean really the food's not good that yeah I know he deserves like oh snack. come on now the food's not good so I thought we were gonna be eating space food and we're not <laughs> we're grilling out chicken <laughs> I wanted some tubes of lasagna Paste. Glop. I love yeah. how they they're all they set it all up like oh this is such a hard thing and the, the Sherpa dudes who live there are just like sixteen bum, 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 yeah. bum. oh we forgot something down at base camp I'll go back down again hold on you gotta wait in line at the summit it's like Disney there's so many people you gotta wait in line that's not cool anymore yeah I'm gonna go climb that's old that's old not the hype hype's still out new did you did you do your hype still out? I didn't do hype still out. If you don't I, have one, you know, I guess the, the twenty ten. What's your hype still out? I'm surprised you're not the hype wasn't that your balls almost fell off today. Well, it's it was, surprising. but we talked about it so much yeah. that I I did write not hype my balls. <laughs> <laughs> my balls. Oh, that's old. Yeah, probably Mackenzie's not hype too. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that; it's the doctor's <laughs> orders yeah. that are going to be her not hype. <laughs> She's going to stay in Knoxville a couple more days. Stay away from me. You have some alone time. New Year's resolution. Well, uh, what about the web thing? You want to do that real quick? I've been looking at the web. You hadn't? No, I've been in traveling. Okay, you got a website? Um, I just I look at any cool news. 13 times. I, said, I hadn't seen that in a while. I thought, you were, in a while. I thought you were about to say anus something. <laughs> anus cool Because you were looking at Pornhub last cool night. Cool anus. I've been looking at anus liquors. <laughs> Talking about another uh, euphemism, halfbanger.com. Uh, the, the DJ I was talking about earlier. Go to halfbanger.com if you want to get any of that music from him. Okay. Boom. Is, right. that a, is that a joke? If you go to halfbanger, is there like some weird. Halfbanger, yeah. It's like six. Sex <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not. Lemon it's party. <laughs> lemon <laughs> party. Have you seen the um, that? I've seen two girls in a cup. Oh. No, lemon party is like these two like like eighty five year old guys giving each other blowjobs. No, it's just an image. And um, oh, but there was a there was an ad that was made that was like the catering to the Fox News crowd that was like tired of this socialist government, yada, 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 you know, it was all this list of propaganda, the hate Obama, 
It is. So go to lemonparty.org to sign up for the petition to get him out of office. <laughs> it looked really good. It looked really well done. So That's funny. Yeah. Alright, New Year's That's like Tub Girl. I mean, it's like one of those sites. You ever got Tub Girl? No, no. Uh, is that where the, the, the penis comes up? No, Tub Girl is this, this lady in a tub. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Pooping out of her anus and... And it's coming back into her oh. mouth. Oh. It's all liquid. It's, oh. This is like high school for me, guys. This is like <laughs> ten years ago. This oh, feces! I have to draw the line there. That's, really? That's, that's where I start. That's about one never. <laughs> I, poop. I can do pee. I can do any wow. of that stuff, but poop is just I. I can't do that. No. And I like some sick, twisted shit, but fecal poop matter, is hilarious. Poop. I, I can't poop do poop is and hilarious. Sex. Poop. Oh, poop and sex? Yeah, it bothers me. <laughs> Human poop. I dog uh, poop I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> you watch a dog shit on a girl's chest? I all day long. Oh, God. Okay, um, well. Tub Girl had a Mardi Gras mask on. Things took like, a turn, didn't they? <laughs> Just stop it. Keep going. What's your New Year's resolution? New Year's resolution for this show is that we only take four weeks off. The whole time? One month out of 12, we don't record. But other than that, we record once a week for 52 weeks, except for, so 48 weeks. Yeah, so the year. next episode will be up in a month. Go ahead and burn those four weeks. I want to take our vacation right now. <laughs> Go ahead and burn this up. You're that kind of guy yeah. that does that? Yeah, I want to get my... So y'all going to have to do 48 episodes this year? 48 episodes. Wow. We can do it. Okay. You need to learn to produce. You need to buy a Mac. I'll get out of here. I might because uh, my computer's still not fixed. Yeah. They're pretty. They're pretty. Yay. Um, I could just tell it. Podcast. The only thing that's... Recurring my innermost thoughts. I love, I love my Mac, but the only thing that sucks about buying a Mac is when you go to the Apple store and you all of a sudden feel like you're in the record store with all the like local record nerd. You know the record nerds. I think you guys have talked yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's well, what that, it's like. You're going to school kids' records. Yeah. Well, but yeah, and they do. I love school kids. I used to, but God, those guys are snobby in there. Yeah, they, they all wear skinny jeans. Yeah. But do. the uh, <laughs> the uh, the Apple Store is that is the computer version of of the indie record shop. You were the bunch of dudes who look like the Apple from the Apple and PC commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch of Josh Longs. Yeah. And they're and they're. But they just, require you wear a t-shirt and jeans. I hate jeans. I don't want to wear jeans. Well, I, yeah, you're probably never going to work there. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to work there. You're right. But everybody's all cool and hip and like ready to help you and yeah, they are really friendly and they talk down to you like you're like I'm seriously mongoloid, you know. But I will listen to a guy <laughs> talk down to me for an hour and a half. It means he gives me a brand new iPhone for free. So. Uh, you know. They always have their upside. Compromise your dignity for free stuff. Yeah, Joey, what's your New Year's resolution? Um, my New Year's resolution is to just get more shit done. Like forty-eight more episodes. shit. Like forty-eight episodes. Yeah, that's the top of my list. Is this podcast? <laughs> like it doesn't give seasons. me any money at all. That's, that's my number true. one. Love is the currency of all. Oh, get out of here! <laughs> what's your New Year's resolution, Mitch? Um, to be less me. Wow. Wow, that's emo. No, I was, I'm going to try to not eat so fucking much. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm going to try to try to fit back into an XL. 
<laughs> fit into a 
shave prisoners' heads. It's a good idea. Actually, yeah. my my boss had a great idea. I, I thought it was it was a very cool idea. I thought your balls had a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> my, balls. <laughs> my balls. My balls have lots of great ideas that never really. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say actually my balls, and then go into making a wig out of your pubic <laughs> hair. It's pretty. It's pretty thick down there, but. Um, now, my boss had a great idea, I, I thought, um, because many of you may not know this, but Canada geese are right now a nuisance animal yeah. in, in this particular this my mom, oh, That's another thing Kathy Sanders said. Where She lives in this retirement community, right? They got ponds and shit, and they got countless Canadian geese now, right? Right. right. And um, not good pond management. And so, the um, we're, as we're leaving, she's like, shoot him! Kill him! Get rid of him! They're shitting on my... On my Sidewalk, shit on my sidewalk. Right. So, well, see, these things don't—they don't migrate anymore because temperatures have changed. There's tons of oh. green grass down here, and, and you oh, know, yeah. so so you have resident populations. So my boss's idea was, you you round them up and you feed prisoners the 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 geese that get destroyed or you know whatever every year. You, you send them to the prisons. I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. Why not make that the, the secret ingredient on Iron Chef? Well, how about feed children with the geese? How about that? <laughs> well, Starving children in Alabama. Why not feed the, in Alabama? Yeah. feed the geese with the geese? Yeah. Make them eat it's each make other. super geese. Grind it up. Super geese out of them. Just sprinkle that in the grass. Or you can make green. like, maybe you can make like dog food out of geese. I bet that, that would be really good for dogs, actually. I yeah. thought it'd be delicious for me. Can you imagine feeding your dog? I mean, goose liver is uh, the, the French love it. So. Foie gras, fried gras. Anyway, that's my <laughs> that's my prison wow. uh, rehabilitation. Yeah, what are you thinking about the prison? <laughs> yeah, what are you getting reforming into the prison system? Yeah. Uh, real quick, we got to throw this out there. We should have talked about this earlier, but uh, our boy Clave, you've heard us talk about him. Oh, Pantheon, should have saved the best for last. Pantheon fan, just super fan. Um, he did a season. This is season three that we're in right now. He did a se- he did a season one uh, poster of I Only Like Their Old Stuff with a bunch of. He's a cartoonist, an illustrator, and he did a bunch of stuff on this poster that was awesome. And he just did season two the other day. We're gonna put the links up. It is totally awesome. Just completely cool stuff. Um, what? One comment, if I may. Yeah. I doubled in size. From the season <laughs> season one poster to the season well, you just two got more correctly. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't saw more pictures. Yeah, he saw more no, pictures. Yeah, he a Most bit, of your pictures are from the neck up. You know, well, so you good side. Uh, Clay also has been doing some some artwork for the Oatmeal uh, Conspiracy and Mitchell's band. So dude's getting some work. Yeah, we usually put those. We've got all our flyers up on Facebook. I think if you go to um, if you. Google the Oakville Conspiracy. You can go to our Facebook page, actually, and uh, you can you can actually see a, a whole collage or you know photo album with all our artwork, and it's got Joey's posters and Clay's posters on there. So email us and, and, and email us and tell us which posters you like better: Joey's posters or Clay's posters. Oh, come on now, it's not uh, a competition. I only like their old stuff <laughs> at gmail.com and you can Google us. And you probably won't find our Facebook page. It's I only like. <laughs> Their old stuff, first name and last name. So you're terrible. <laughs> you can go in there and change that, right? You have one chance to change. That. You can. Yes. Yeah, but it's not a fan page. We needed to make a fan page. Oh, you didn't make. A and fan he page. made a person page. No, you can change your person page. You can. 
Yeah, we'll, fan page. We'll show, I'll show you how to do it. We won't go into oh, it. Oh, look at that. Look at the big brain on Mitchell. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. Well. Get a Mac, you suddenly know how to tell people what to do. With <laughs> <laughs> Let's give another thanks to uh, the biggest workhorse of the podcast for 2009, Kevin DeLeon. Photography.com. Yeah. Doing Take our website. Away. Yeah. Kevin. My balls. And, uh, yeah, we out. Happy New Year. When we talk about hip-hop, starting in Africa, we talk about this. We talk about that drum right there. And then we saying that there is a poet, an MC, that may say something relevant. Something fantastic over that drum. That's what we call hip hop in its origination. I'ma show you some of that right quick. Check it. I take it home. I take your wallet, jewels, and phone. Don't think about it. Just take it from my ruthless dome. I'm sick about it. I feel like I'm surviving alone. I got a record and I'm not afraid of cops at all. I'm like a Ja Rule post. Cause I'm off the wall. Yeah. Basically, the revolution is here. Came on the dusty foot. There's no solution to fear. Yo, I'm taking it back like clothes that don't fit. That you purchased in a happy way. Home and oh, shit. I'm so sick. My brown book those are fit. I need a vaccination just so I can spit my own shit. Part of me while I release these rhymes out of me. I'm so ridiculous. I got a compulsive disorder I'm sorta like a reporter Strapped to it a little recorder The border having an order Not to let me in In order for me not to cause a slaughter Lyrically I flow with water I, I order Take it easy on these suckers Harass more niggas than a sleazy undercover But seriously I remember I was seven When rap came mysteriously It made me feel eleven It understood me And made my ghetto heaven I understood it as the new Paul people's weapon But now it's half ass Like a chick with one butt cheek That's the foot philosopher Came to change things Trust me From Ethiopia to Zandia Somalia, throw Airporting, Customs and LaGuardia Uganda, Kenya, my people up in Ghana Kingston, Jamaica, big up cause you know it's time for the, the African way. way It's the African way, it's the African way, it's the African way, it's the African way What is it y'all? It's the African way, it's the African way, it's the African way, it's the African way, it's the African way Let me explain some more, I got a plan to reclaim all, all of my fans. I got brothers in Japan that order my jam. jam. I got rocket propels, spit mortals, and damn, I heard her house that it was. Slaughter the scam. A lot of people be ignorant and don't understand. They separated and they celebrated. Part of the plan. I got my people considered lethal. I'm the cerebral. I'm evil. I'm breaking needle in pieces and eat them like reasons. Y'all are just cheesing. Y'all ain't hitting. Y'all are just teasing. Y'all don't believe in the African. Y'all are just sleeping. Huh. I'm sick and tired. I'm all the riot. I'm all the bio. Graphic. I like a lawyer on Alibago. Pass me. I'm so Ridiculous, can you believe how vivid this shit is? Got TVs like conspiracies, this shit is sick. A lyricist before I even spoke a word of English, I'm serious. I gotta lock the y'all, just some visitors and just get busy and snap your neck back and forth till you get dizzy and tell your mother, tell your brother, tell your aunt, Lizzie. Yo, we gotta sort this shit out. Listen, listen, before I was born, yeah. I knew I was the shit. I used to kick so much, I was born with a broken hip. I had a twin brother I used to battle day in. But I was so sick, the little nigga stayed in. I knew the doctor was shocked when I first dropped. Because they had a gold chain and fade and a hot top. B-boying, walking around, ego destroying. And won't chill till I had New York enjoying the African way. It's the African way. It's the African way. It's the African way. It's the African way. What is it, New York City? It's the African way. It's the African way. It's the African way. It's the African way. It's the African. What more can I say? Hey.
That's what's up. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. You know, this song raises an important question. Currently, in the hip-hop world, and what we are all watching on television, I think there's something wrong. And the reason why is because, I mean, personally, I am born and, and raised in Somalia, so my whole perspective on the way that I watch television is naturally is something else because I'm looking at a whole new culture and looking at it for what it's really worth. It's not, for me, it's like, if you're talking about you a gangster and you really hardcore and you really got guns and you really like, then you don't need to posture. There is no room for a gangster to say that he's a gangster. I really have never seen that, you know, growing up. And we come from a survivalist aspect. And I'm, I'm watching this whole thing, and it don't really make sense to me. So I have to write this. This is a question to those dudes. This is called What is Hardcore? Check it out.